Why did that feel like it went on a lot longer than it usually does? Anyways, hi, welcome Pixel Response Podcast. As always, I am Paul, and with me is Nathan. Where we're always a little bit crestfallen. That's true. The only place on the internet with the two bad boys of media criticism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't like anything. That's not true. That's not true. If you I... like it, we probably hate it. Okay, that's also probably true. I yeah. I do hate a lot of things that people like a lot. And it's not this is a terrible thing to say for somebody who like wants people to take their opinion seriously. Mm-hmm. But it's not usually even based on the merits of the actual thing. It's just that like I hate the hype behind stuff, so I just hate the thing. Period. Right. It people. just makes the like kind of general disinterest get hotter and more vile. And then it's just like, no, what are you talking about? This is not worth this level of attention and celebration. Right. You're wasting everybody's time. Right. Like Monster Hunter. And mine. Take yeah, that, Marshmallow. Maybe. Boom. No, I... Okay, I'm getting that game, actually. <laughs> so... Okay. Which one? Like, the newest one that comes out? or what, Whatever the Wii one is out right now... Okay, I'm not, so I'm not playing that shit on a DS. Fuck that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't know. You. You want big. You know, giant monsters on your TV if you're gonna do this at all. So. Kinda. Yeah. Also, anyway, okay, I you... tried the demo for like the third one or whatever that's out now on the 3DS. Yeah. And it controlled like the biggest pile of fucking dog shit I've ever tried. So. On the 3DS specifically. It's really bad. Yeah. Okay. So not really destined for portable in possible. Yeah, no. Fuck that. Also, I tried I did try the demo on the Wii U and um I used that tablet controller. Oh yeah, that thing's kind of novel sometimes. Okay, so I think my the way I phrased this online today even was that I tried it uh, um it played like shit, but I also played it on the tablet controller which is Great for Netflix and YouTube, but terrible for actually playing anything with. Uh, I don't know about anything, but sometimes it's a hurdle and sometimes it's actually part of the experience. But well, when it's know. part of the experience, it's just like Zombie U, obviously, is the yeah. exception. But uh, playing the NES classics in NES Remix or like I have some of the virtual console stuff, playing yeah. those with that. Fucking terrible. Just absolutely got off. Giant, awkward gamepad. It's just fucking terrible. I don't know well, what it is. Maybe it's the fact that like your hands are apart so much and you're not used to it. Well, from the same company that brought you the N64 controller, like I'm pretty comfortable with my hands being on something weird and giant. If you know what I mean. <laughs> but Dreamcast am, is pretty weird all too, right, right? So like, what is that? Two minutes, three minutes in, I got to make sure I pull that clip. Okay, <laughs> but I don't know. It just it didn't it didn't bother me in Pikmin, for example. That was a recent example where I felt it was actually totally fine, <laughs> okay. and I would like switch to the gamepad to kind of look around the map and like send my guys different places and stuff. Like I'm not a big RTS guy. That game 
is kind of a nice hybrid that I enjoyed. And I think the map kind of screen stuff helped a little bit. It could have been done better. Like it was still kind of weird how some things you just couldn't do. Like you couldn't set up waypoints and stuff for your guys. Like just be like, once you're done with this task, go home, like go back to the base. Don't just hang out here. And then it's like, oh, you're running out of time. And then they all die. Like they're, they're right. stuff like that. But sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. It is a big, weird gamepad, and sometimes that helps, and sometimes it hurts. There you go. Speaking of big, weird gamepads, it is May 20th. Exactly, and my name is Nathan, this is Paul, and I was thinking we should, like, introduce ourselves a little bit more each time so people, like, know what we're all about. Like, it's like we're always assuming everyone's already been on the entire ride, right. but that, that's not welcoming to new folks. They're like, I don't know who these guys are. They're just talking. Okay. What's going on? Well... I'm Paul. I like being cynical about stuff people like just on the basis of the hype machine and not the okay. actual merits of stuff. And Resident Evil. Oh, okay. Uh, my name's Nathan. Um, I guess, like, is it weird to, like, uh, I have an English degree. <laughs> and yet, you're working with me. Exactly. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I guess no. it is kind of weird. <laughs> sure. Like, it's just a merit badge thing that doesn't actually matter. But I got that merit badge. So there you go. Uh, film minor, in theory, I didn't actually get a piece of paper that said that. But I took all the courses. So... Right. So, like, if people look into your history, it'll be official. Right. If I get, like, a transcript or something of, like, all my class stuff, that will be on there. Right. Transcript? That's not the right word. Whatever. Hmm. Okay. A list. A list of all right. Anyway, movies. I like those, and also video games, which I've been uh, kind of paying attention to since I was a little kid. Uh, yeah, I guess like more so than the like, you know, English degree. Like, you and I have been podcasting together for about two and a half years with a hiatus in between somewhere there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, been just kind of like writing opinions places for like maybe very periodically more now? and more though for like i you know i'd blog and stuff sometimes but i've since really just gravitated towards talking about things it's my favorite way of expressing anything yeah because then um, you talk things out it's yeah like, like it's just like there's no real like i don't have some higher knowledge succinct thing to say about this i just know i watched it or played it or read it so i'm just gonna talk about it and maybe there'll be some insights in there. Maybe I'll say super obvious stuff that people have been saying for decades. I don't know. Okay. I, well, I'm just saying stuff. At some point in your talking career, have you ever talked about Godzilla movies? Um, man, I've been watching Godzilla movies since I was a little kid. I don't know if there's ever been a real focused Godzilla discussion recorded anywhere. Like I've had discussions with friends about Godzilla and how cool it is. Or well, today's your lucky day because it will be probably brought up right now because I went to go see Godzilla. So did I. Yeah. Perfect. This is the this is like a landmark where we actually these, do the same these thing. These are so rare. Yeah. <laughs> these moments need to be treasured. Because then after this, Both we'll probably talk thing. about Transistor, and I might talk talk about Dark Souls, <laughs> like. That's yeah, and I didn't. I played like the tiniest bit of the first Dark Souls, and I you haven't played Transistor, so those aren't going to be quite the same. Well, I couldn't uh, because it came out twelve hours ago, and I've been working for ten of them. Oh, that's right. So you had about a one-hour window to do that, and you instead in which opted I to call eat. me. 
and yeah. came home. <laughs> like, that's exactly. kind of what happened. But, okay, so Godzilla came out 2014. The, yeah, Gareth like, Edwards, director mm-hmm. of Monsters, which I've actually seen. I'm one of the few. No, I've seen it too, actually. Okay, cool. It made like $2.5 million, so I didn't think anyone else really cared. But, oh, I uh, didn't see it like in a theater or something. I'm pretty sure I might have pirated it. Oh, I borrowed it from a friend of mine who had it on DVD. Okay, so, so we're yeah. both terrible. Yeah, well, we both didn't care to pay for that movie. I, I feel okay about it. it was, yeah, I feel, yeah, I'm kind of glad. Like, I like Scoot McNary in retrospect. He's, like, one of the main guys in it, but he really shined in Killing Me Softly more so. Anyway, we're talking about actors. Monsters. Yeah, Monsters. Godzilla is the monster. of them. Yes, they actually... Okay, um... I'll, I guess I'll let you express your opinion first. I want to say, are we going to say spoiler talk? Um, I mean, like, I don't know. If you cared enough about Godzilla that, like, a spoiler for a fucking giant lizard, like, either destroying or protecting a city, you've seen yeah. it by now. Sure. Like, I, I don't, like, there's some specific plot and character stuff that I don't need to even talk about because it's not important at all. No, but uh, see, the problem that I'm having is, I'll jump right into this, is that this Godzilla movie, even though I did like it, I got a weird retrospect back to Titanic, whereas, like, this, there's this other story, there's a human element that they're focusing on during this tragic event. Yeah. That's exactly what this Godzilla movie was. <laughs> so, it's like, no, this guy, like lost his family sort of thing and now he's trying to protect his other family and right. giant monsters right like kind of a comparison i heard that made sense but also kind of bothered me was like it felt more like a disaster movie than like a kaiju movie like a giant monster movie i that's a I, okay so and it's like yeah it's like oh man this horrible bad thing is hap- happening and it just so happens to be a giant monster but who cares about that? What's going to go on with this little kid? Is he going to be okay? It's like, I don't, I don't care. I, I don't like, on the... Is this guy going to see his wife again? I don't care. Can we cut back to the monsters now, please? What about this this guy over here? Is he going to be all right? Like, literally on the ride home care. from the movie theater, my tweet yeah. was, Godzilla was good, but they did the thing I was afraid they were going to do. And, like, okay. some people DM'd me, and they're like, what happened, or whatever, or, like, what did you think? Because I'm guessing they had seen it, too. So yeah. I was like, they disaster movie'd it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. that's not what I want. Like it's it's weird though, because like on the fringes of that movie, they do some stuff that I was like so happy with. Like there were like two yep. moments where like I was just like taken. I was just like smiling. I was just like, oh my god, this is so good right now. There was a and few then, moments. I think there might have been more than two, but they were smaller, maybe. I guess the two, it was like basically Godzilla's giant meaty foot stepping on screen and then it pans up and you see him for the first time. Like they held back really good. Like I like the buildup. They do real good buildup in this movie. Well, I'm going to say anytime Godzilla was actually on screen for more than just like a passing glimpse, it was great. A great scene. Yeah, but there's not very many of those. That's the problem. That like, is... The title of the movie is Godzilla, but it might as well be like Muto Mayhem. And then also, yeah, Godzilla's in it or something. See, the like, prob- it's just like... Mm. The problem no, I'm dude. having is that the buildup was excellent. It actually was good. Like the first while of the movie, you're like, oh, it's going to 
get off the hook and this like buildup is perfect, especially when that dude is talking about like they we they thought like we were testing weapons. We were actually trying to kill it. And stuff yeah, like that. yeah. And then like, he's just like Godzilla. And then you're like, it's... yes. And then you know it's about to kick off. But it never really does fully, except for about ten minutes at the like crescendo of the whole movie. Right. And even those ten minutes, like I couldn't help think back to like less than a year ago when I was watching Pacific Rim. Yep. And I was just like, that movie, like I I felt that movie could have used even more fights in it, but it had like 400% more fights. Than Easily. This. So that's not what I want. And it has the guy in it, like the original giant thing mm-hmm. was in this movie and he looked great. Like that was kind of what I was kind of saying before. Like the design of Godzilla was so much more what I want than the 98 one, which was just kind of this weird dinosaur this was like classic Godzilla, but like with really good state of the art special effects. They did Godzilla perfectly, though, special yeah. wise. Special, you know, I was like super happy with that, but that's kind of the weird double edged sword nature of it all in that I'm so happy that Godzilla looks right. I only wish the camera was pointing at him more. Like it just kind of keeps <laughs> yeah. cutting away. Like yeah. it's just like, no, that thing going on over there, that's what I want to be seeing right now. And for some reason, like the movie just had a different sense of what should be shown and when and whatever. Like there was honestly a point where I was just like, that was not, that was, that was such a salt in the face. What just happened there. Like for the first time, the two monsters, like there's, there's another monster in the movie. There's another large creature. They start to square off and then it cuts to a kid waking up the next morning and he sees, like, little news highlights of it going on. And that's basically the only footage of that fight you, the audience member, get to see. Oh, dude, but, like, when the big battle, like, the end, you know, the end battle sort of thing in yeah. San Fran starts, yeah. it's, a door closes and you don't get to see the beginning of it, basically. Right! Like, it's just, like, there are so <laughs> many teases and buildups and kind of, like promises and then they just kind of don't deliver the payoff like it's just like oh oh all right oh no oh and then it's over like it's just like i was so like on the edge waiting for it to happen and it just never quite happened like there were moments like he has radioactive breath i'm so glad they had that i'm so happy that yeah it was the best reveal it was like a really great scene but it just kind of that happened and like that moment came and went and it didn't just keep amping it up. It just kind of that was as close to payoff as you get. And it wasn't enough. Like it's just kind of like, yeah, Pacific Rim had like a giant robot with a sword and like a moment where a boat is used as a weapon. Right. And stuff like it had more things that I can be like, that was a cool scene. Even the end fight of Pacific Rim, like the big battle is at least three to four times longer than the whole battle between Godzilla and the two. What were they again? I can't remember. Mutos is what Mutos. Yeah. And I I don't know, like part of it for me personally too, was I went into this movie with the kind of vague rumors and rumblings that there was going to be Mothra. Mothra was, there was no, yeah, Mothra was a little moth in a cage. In oh, no, dude, okay, I, I saw the name Mothra, and I saw a moth on a chalkboard early in the movie, but I was just that like, was oh, it. That's, that's some clever foreshadowing for when Mothra shows up later in this yep. movie. And then the, yeah. like, pulsating radioactive thing, like, hatches, and I was like, oh, wait, it's like, what wait, is that? What that's is that? Like, who, that's like who an alien. That? 
That's oh, like is it Starship? Rogue Troopers or something? No, dude, I was, like, trying to be like, is that this monster? Is that this one? Oh, did they go with Gigan or something? And it's just like, no. What the fuck is this? They Who's didn't. This guy? They went with and modern it's like, no, it's a new monster. thing. Yeah. We made up a new monster. I'm just like, for some reason, I interpreted that, like, this being kind of a reboot as being kind of a slap in the face to, like, 50 years of monsters. Of just, 60 years of monsters. Sure. I'm just like, yeah. Toho well, has, like, a giant lineup of other characters that I care about. Yeah, but I think that's make up their own bug monster. See, I do think for the first movie or whatever, maybe that's a good thing. Like they went with their own directions. Like, no, this is kind of a new thing. Like Godzilla has already existed in this universe that they created. He's just coming back now. Sure. So yeah, it's possible that moth. Like if their next one is to be made, then we can start seeing some like cameos or something. Well, honestly, like. I was also really just intrigued to see how do you make Mothra not the dumbest thing in the world? I don't think you like, do. Okay. <laughs> like, I want to see, like, how how did they figure that out? Like, that would be so interesting to see them kind of make this actually serious. Because, like, I love those old movies. They also don't hold up as movies really at all. Like, they didn't even then. They were, like, super cheesy. The dubs is part of why I like them. Like, they're super faulty. Like, this is not at all the story the original movie had. But, like, if you go to a Godzilla movie... Yeah, I want to see giant... movie making, you're in it for the wrong thing. You're wrong. You're in it to see monsters fight each other. That's generally the case like 20 plus of the movies do that the first movie gojira was a one monster show and i thought this was going to be that and i was like okay i'm willing to accept like a very serious tone and kind of a lot of gravity if it's doing that but then they still wanted the monster rumble kind of aspect to it and had their own goofy alien in it and I don't know, like that kind of see. It made was it actually seem like they wanted it both ways, but they didn't make either super satisfying for me because I don't care about the drama. It doesn't have a lot to say about like nuclear de-arm, like disarmament. It or doesn't anything. try to either, honestly. Yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, San Francisco was almost killed by man's hubris. Like they don't even really dwell on that at all. It's just that is a thing that almost happened. Like they don't really care. And I, that was a good way go to do all... that, though. I didn't want a heavy-handed like stop. No, I know stuff. But they kind of didn't commit to, like, either camp of, like, make me actually care about what this movie has to say or make it a full-blown monster rumble. And I honestly want the second one because that is why Godzilla is successful and has been around for 60 years because there are so many of those movies that that is the thing. It's basically monster wrestling. And they – I don't know. They kind of shortchanged me on that. Yeah. Which – oh, man. It it was kind of this weird – yeah, like, two – like – two minds about it thing where i was like i love how godzilla looks i love how good the special effects are right now the sense of scale has never been better in any of these ever right like there are so many things this movie is doing absolutely flawlessly right now but at key moments it just cuts away like it just stops doing it and the one thing i was reminded of was uh it kind of was a similar feeling i felt when watching steven spielberg's war of the worlds yeah where they they kind of were like oh man there's like crazy destruction happening all over the planet. Like New York is getting destroyed, Paris. But uh, who cares? Tom Cruise is really depressed and his kids are here. Like it's just kind of like following the least interesting thing going on. But even as, like, War of the Worlds focus. didn't follow it as fervently as this followed it. 
that sure where it's just like yeah. if one of our characters isn't around who cares and it's like i do like there were moments in the movie where it was like there was seriously a line of dialogue where the general guy david strathairn's character is like well what do you want to do do you want to just like stand around and watch like that's his posit and i was just like almost jumping out like yes cut back to the monsters i don't care about your bomb or call of duty anything stop it halo jump i don't care that's not cool well the halo jump actually did look pretty cool but i know what you're getting at yeah in comparison to the thing a giant fucking monster walking around yeah all all the build-up is fine as long as at the 50 minute mark when godzilla walks out you don't ever cut away (laughs) no because that is his story like as soon as he comes on the screen that's the rest of the movie until you like he goes back in the ocean and then you cut to black Sure. Like, it's just like... Which they did do, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, it ends well, I suppose. It was just... Yeah, no, there's some good business at the end, but... And I'm glad it's doing well, because that means there will be sequels, and maybe they will stop, like, taking themselves so seriously with some of the stuff, and do the thing I want. If you're doing a kaiju, like, movie, you can't take yourself seriously, I don't think. Or, if you do, it has to have kind of a bit more, like, like, wink and a nod kind of thing. Like... Godzilla 2000 has, like, a super manic scientist who's really worried about the thing that's going to happen. But the thing that's going to happen is, like, an internet monster that eats information and becomes a Godzilla clone. And it's, like, super stupid. But this kind of treated its creatures and stuff, like, in a way that was kind of serious, which is kind of cool. But ultimately, it's, like, still giant weird bug things fighting a giant lizard. And I want that to be, you know, front and center, like the star of the show. Can we talk Max about some stuff time. that I liked? Uh, like Brian Cranston. Well, I, I'm going to be pretty specific here for scenes, like directly. Oh, okay. okay. Um, like maybe spoilers, but not really, because it's a giant fucking monster, like fighting another two monsters. Spoilers. Although, like, at, at before I'd seen it, I would consider like the nature of the new monster a bit of a spoiler, but. That's because I was hoping it was going to be one of, like, 40 characters, and it was literally none of them. So I was like, I don't want to know what's the nature of this surprise. And then the surprise was there was no surprise. They invented, like, the Cloverfield creature or something. Right. It was just big parasite. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, so one scene scene specifically that stands out in my mind is there's, like, they're on the Golden Gate Bridge or the Oakland Bridge. I can't tell which one it was. And, like, Godzilla's on his way. Like, he's in the Bay Area sort of thing. Yeah. Like, they look over at the side, and they see this giant thing, like, in the water, these giant spikes sort of thing, and you can tell there's something huge under it. Yeah. And then the bridge tilts the other way, because that was just his tail. (laughs) That that was so cool. (laughs) There's, like, oh, wait, and then, yeah, he stands up, and there's, like, On the other side, and he's, like, bigger than everything. And you're just like, yeah. oh, okay, that's that's how you do Godzilla. You're right. Like yeah. that that part that looked huge was just like the ice tip, like the iceberg tip. Um, yeah, yeah. The first Sense time I heard it in the trailers and stuff, his roar. But like mm-hmm. we went to the IMAX 3D, blah blah blah, or whatever. And Ours was AVX 3D, but yeah, still pretty. Big. Yeah, like the loud booming speakers. Basically, when you hear that roar for the first time again, you feel like a child. Like, it is yeah. terrifying, goofy, and just awesome, all mixed together. 
Actually, yeah. Like, there were moments where it was, like, a giant monster staring at a person. And that has never felt, like, like crazy in yeah. any of the previous films. Because it's just, like, dude in rubber suit in a model on blue screen cutting to reverse shot of, like, a dude somewhere else. Like, it always looked fake. Like, I was nine and it looked super silly, but it was kind of fun. Yeah. But, yeah, this was the first time it's like, this looks like it's in the same scene as this guy and that thing is really big. Like, there's honestly, like, some really good sound design on the other creatures, too. Like, there's the scene with the train bridge. Yep. And it goes, like, under the bridge. And it's not even, like, I don't know what the sound is, but it's just this weird kind of, like breathing or whatever and it just sounds huge whatever it is and it's cool like good special effects type business going on right there but but that roar man holy shit yeah i'm not talking about like the subsequent times where he's like staring at the other monsters and then just lets out a roar which is kind of silly but still awesome because it's no there's like a first roar where that first one you're just like oh my fucking god (laughs) and then it cuts to little kid on a couch and i went oh that roar i i don't even know how to explain it like it's something you have to whereas pacific rim would have to be like the thing you see in theaters to see the scale of like the what the hell were they called again the eggers the The eggers and all that stuff yeah like you should see this in a theater just to hear that roar like just surround you and engulf your whole body sure and it's I mean, really because good. they're trading on like 60 years of legacy or whatever, like he is super iconic. So him just like showing up and stuff like I'm glad they treat that stuff with like appropriate respect and gravity. But I don't know. It's like I don't I, like I'm not even sure if I'm trying to say it's like it's too respectful in some way or like it's like not acknowledging that like two dozen of these movies are incredibly silly and full of just dudes fighting. Right. But that's kind of part of the appeal too and they sh- they don't really get as into like into that stuff as i would have liked which is weird like it's like the tone was very deliberate and kind of you know thought out but that's not what i want like that's not why i'm here so yeah exactly it was like these are the best human characters that have ever been put in a godzilla movie i just don't know why they're here because that's not sure. what i want whereas like i was thinking back on old godzilla movies and like I don't mind some of the human stuff when it's like super silly. Like there's Godzilla versus Gigan is like a bunch of hippies and Godzilla versus the sea monster is like a bunch of dancing competition students that get lost on an Island. Like, it's just like, as long as there's a gimmick for the humans to at least be kind of funny, that's fine. But this was like, no, this is very serious. This is, this guy's kind of got a lot on his plate and it's just like, okay, I know. But again, that, the the poster has the thing I want and this this is not represented in this time right here. Like I, I don't know. It's super petty. I acknowledge that. This is my childhood kind of thing though. So I'm allowed to do that. I'm allowed to You know what else brought uh it's mine. You know what else the poster and trailers had that I wanted but didn't get a whole lot of? Yeah. Brian Cranston. Oh, okay. We're yeah. I'll there was like a moment in the film where I was just like Oh, he just said the last piece of dialogue I've ever heard him say in any trailer. Uh oh. And yeah, like five minutes later, it was just like, oh, okay. That's why. Also, he was okay as kick ass, but I really didn't like Aaron Taylor Johnson in this at all. I like, couldn't stand him. I wasn't annoyed with him at any point. It was just he was just muscle bound soldier man. But he didn't like, even I mean, do that good. His acting was not good at all. 
like, but not schlocky like in a weird kaiju movie. It was just lazy or something. Hmm. Maybe that's the writing. Like well, they didn't really give him a character except for I have to save my son, basically sort of bullshit. Like was his son in danger? Well, like I have to save my family, sort of thing. I don't know. He's just annoying because. Well, it's like he's worried about his family, but not really. Like he's like, oh, I gotta go check on my dad. He was. Oh wait, honestly, he's, he's discovered he, something crazy. Now he was I'm more worried about that. that little kid on the train than yeah. I, I saw him worried about anyone else in his family and that, kid that whole movie so weirdly like inserted as like we need something for him to worry about in the scene and he doesn't really have anything okay ha- this kid gets it has stuck to be on an ethnic train, kid too by the way and because we have too many him. white people yeah like <laughs> i don't know it was everything about that just felt weird because it was literally probably a 15 to 20 minute part that whole thing and the whole yeah, they put more them. emphasis on that he cared about this kid and getting him home to his family more than him getting home to his family. And then he just exits like it's just like, all right, bye, thanks for saving my life and everything. He and, literally like, parents... runs off the scene, and then like when he looks, his parents for him, don't say thanks or anything; they just leave. It's the kid like, doesn't okay. say anything either. Like yeah, it's... it's just all right. Ugh. Like plot device, like function complete over. Bye. So fuck, fuck every scene he was basically in, because he didn't. Every scene he was in was taken away from Godzilla time. So fuck him. Kind of yeah. Like even though I was like saying the sound design and the Muto scene was good, there was like so many. Like I honestly, if you just timed how much those creatures were on screen versus Godzilla himself, I'm sure it's like way disproportionate. Like, like it's like no, this is a pretty cool looking monster and everything, but again. I want to see the classic ones. I want to see the the real deal. That's why I'm I here. See, I want to see the one that's on that giant poster outside of this yeah. room I'm in right now. But hey, $93 million, so Godzilla yeah. 2. No, good. Yeah. Do, do you think they'll just slap, like, they'll just immediately go to Versus titles? It's like I hope. Godzilla versus yeah, I hope Ghidorah, and he's like back. And he's just like, oh, I think man. they. I think they take themselves way more seriously than they would allow that to happen. Yeah, so. like it'll be Godzilla, some sort of weird subtitle. It's just like nature never dies or something. No, nah, that's, too, that's too serious. Like I don't know. Well, yeah, that's why they would do it. Okay. It's no, no, serious. like it's it's, but it's like too goofy serious. Like it, it would be seriously like Tears of Tokyo or something. Like it would just be like too sappy and like no oh, Godzilla no. two Tears of Tokyo. Exactly. That's what they would do. Now I don't know. It ugh, mixed feelings again. Like I, I feel like inarticulate saying it because it was like moments of pure joy and then a bunch of kind of that weird disappointment of like not getting enough of the thing you like. Like yeah, when I saw Justice in concert and they they were twenty five minutes late and the set was only twenty minutes. Like it was like no, I loved what I saw, but it was like half a show. It was like that kind of sensation of just like band you love, but they kind of put on a bit of a crappy show. Is it a spoiler to say like what happens at the end? Like how Godzilla wins or whatever? I guess, yeah, we we can talk about that because that's kind of a key thing that also affects the tone, I thought. But okay, yeah, Godzilla saves everybody. 
Which... Oh, sorry, that's not what I meant. I meant specifically how he defeats the other, the last monster. So cool. that was also a pretty good scene, but it was kind of like not a fight. It was just a kill. Like, it was like that was a super cool finishing move. I wish it was preceded by seven minutes of like battling and is throwing it, stuff. I agree with you, but like, is it in bad form to say what happens? Probably, I mean, right? Like that's way I guess because it's one of those moments that's like the moments in the film that are worth seeing play out because it's cool. It's just, again, a little less of that stuff than I want. Like, again and yeah. again and again. That's all I. That's all that's really missing is, like, more of the good stuff. But there's some of it in there, and it's some of the best of this character and, like, this kind of type of stuff that has ever been done. But that's such a weird tease. Like, it's a tease thing. It's just, like, a, you get a little bit of a taste, and then you have to leave. And it's like, oh, god damn it. What would you say to people... And there's a lot of them, especially like this weekend. Yeah. That say Godzilla is, quote, great. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's kind of a strange thing for me because, like, it's like I was way into Godzilla for a long time. So it's kind of cool to see him finally vindicated in pop culture. Like, it's like, again, I guess, like, to see him be successful again, it's like, oh, cool. Like, people are excited again about giant lizards, as they should be. But I guess if they're kind of validating, like, no, that's what I want from a Godzilla movie. I want, like, human characters kind of rooting all the stuff and, like, drama and, like, a, a bit of spectacle, but not too much. That's a little, a little over the line, you know? That's a little silly. Like, that is weird. I don't think... I don't know if people are saying that though. Like, are they just like being satiated by that much mo- monster battling? Is that what they consider a lot of? See, I don't know because stuff? somebody actually asked like the day after. I think they tweeted and said, "Hey, if I thought Pacific Rim was bad, would I like Godzilla?" So I asked them, "Well, do you want more or less monster fighting in a giant city, or like yeah. giant monsters in a city than Pacific Rim?" He's like more i felt pacific room was slow i'm like well sorry and that was it <laughs> yeah no it exactly like if you thought pacific rim was lacking in that specific way which i did and it has way more like 40 minutes maybe of fighting like this is and even well, further away from the if path. you wanted to talk like i don't know if you would call a choreography or just like animation or whatever the fights in pacific rim felt like fights too yeah, like just goofy thing versus thing. Let's go. Like, you although know, Godzilla yeah. does do like a drop elbow or something at some point in this movie, and I thought that was kind of great. <laughs> little wrestling and move there. What one of the mutos does a little bit of a kind of flying to then drop with both claws thing, and like, yeah, I appreciate also that one of the creatures does an EMP blast, and that basically involves punching the earth in like this kind of just giant claw way. Sure. Yeah, that was kind of cool to see a giant shockwave go out and everything. Well, because like, what was it doing? Releasing the radioactive energy in its body doing that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there are moments of just giant stuff doing cool stuff. But if yeah, if Pacific Rim kind of left you wanting, this is barely this is like a fraction of that. So I'm sorry to report, but the new Godzilla movie doesn't have all the fighting. I have another Um, response I want from you. Radioactive what breath. Would, yeah. What would you say to the people, and I've seen one or two people actually tweet this, this is the best Godzilla movie made yet. 
Hmm. I mean... I'm assuming they're, like, 16 and don't know that, like, this has been going on for 60 years, by the way. Maybe, but, like, honestly, today I watched Godzilla Raids again. Like, the second one. And it's really bad. You know? Like, it's... Like, specifically that one, I will say, I'll throw under the bus as just being, this is a bad movie. Because it was thrown together in six months. It was using, like, a bunch of stock footage and stuff. Like, they basically were like, oh, Godzilla was a hit. Let's make a sequel. Like, they just threw it out there. So, there are some extremely low points in the Godzilla films that, like, I'm just like, no one would think this is a good movie. Like, I liked it because it was just goofy and weird and, like, it was, like, five bucks. Like, I, I bought a bunch of tapes and, like, watched them. But... Like, from a serious, like, this is a well-made, like, coherent movie, it's one of the better ones on those. Sure. Okay. You know, but, like, yeah, so if you're, like, looking for, like, cohesive writing and, like, thoughtfully put together scenes and kind of well, well choreographed, like, sound and effects and all this stuff, like, put together in a way that is, you know, to serve a purpose, it's like, okay, yeah, no, this is in some ways like the best one since the first one, you know, on those terms, like the first one, I still think has a certain quality to it because it's like actually dealing with like Hiroshima and stuff, not just casually mentioned like in this movie as being like, kind of like, Hey, remember that shit that happened? Like, it's like, no dude, that was like nine years before that movie was made. When that, that was when that part comes up in this movie. Yeah. It is so heavy handed and unnecessary. I cringed a little bit. Really? Okay. It was dumb because it's I thought, just like I thought it kind of fit this movie, but like he shows the dude his watch. It's like, is it broken or whatever? It's like, yeah, it stopped working this day, and then it's like, oh, Hiroshima. I get it because you're Japanese. Yeah, like, my dad gave this to me. I don't died. know. It just felt heavy-handed, especially because it's like you don't bring that up ever again in this whole movie. There was... Ugh. Well, yeah, I guess not really. I don't know. It, was kind of, it uh... just seemed like a weird, like, we have to make mention of this thing because Japanese people and, like, we're talking about nukes. It has to be done. Well, it's like, and no, yeah, it Godzilla's, doesn't. Godzilla's whole thing is the atomic age. Like, if yeah. you're asking them to rewrite his origin to be more modern, like, that would be weird. So I'm glad they kind of still consider 1950s stuff as like no that was when this happened no i think it's the specific hiroshima thing with the stopwatch that i was just like okay. because that's a when they do make reference to that time period and they're like no we were actually trying to kill it or whatever Godzilla. yeah that was awesome how they tied in is like you thought we were just like testing nukes bitch we were trying to kill the king of the monsters dinosaur. that yeah. was living underwater <laughs> Like, like, we found a horrible thing that could kill everything, so we had to try to stop it. Like, yeah, it's it's a cool recontextualization of that stuff. But, yeah, it's maybe, sure, I guess it's a little heavier than... Than anything know, else in that stuff. film, maybe, besides, like, well, the very beginning? Yeah, the very beginning, I thought, I was actually, like, kind of impressed with the moment of Brian Cranston having to, like, kill his wife. I was, like was impressed like that up. in, like, ten minutes of screen time between these two, I felt that there was actual sorrow and, like, this was a hard thing. Where it's like, yeah. there's no, like, 20 years later, there's no build-up sort of thing. You just It's just kind of, like, a dry open into this family life, this relationship, 
But in that little amount of time that they're together, you can tell they actually cared about each other as characters. Sure. And again, that is like maybe one of the first times a Godzilla movie has pulled that off. So sure. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's kind of the weird game being played in my head right now of just like there is like eight year old Nathan that's just like, I just want to see the monsters fight. And then there's 26 year old Nathan who's like, yeah, that was actually like the most thoughtfully put together Godzilla movie that has been made in many, many years. And, you know, I've rewatched some like in the relative like recent past, like Godzilla versus Biolanti. That is dumb. Like they try to go for some serious stuff, like a, a, a scientist's daughter dies, but then her DNA gets blended with roses and Godzilla DNA and becomes a super giant creature. Like it's like, okay, that's just ridiculous. And there's like psychic powers and all this stuff. Like it's like pretty quickly goes into silly town. Whereas this tries to stay out of silly town and good for them, I guess. But again, battle like young Nathan versus old Nathan, young Nathan still wants to see he still crazy, wins crazy stuff because old and Nathan yeah. has enough other material out there for like, the good stuff, like Actually, the yeah, good filmmaking like for, and stuff. For that serious we don't dramas, ha- we don't have enough so of Godzilla coming back on screen and punching dudes in the face. Right. Like, like it's like you shouldn't have ever aspired to make a serious drama because yawn. There are thousands of those. There are like a few dozen giant creature movies worth anything. And this this could have been the biggest and bestest of all of them. And it it decided to just be a totally different movie and a totally fine other kind of movie. Like, again, I don't hate disaster movies either. Like, I actually enjoy them. Although it was super weird seeing a trailer for just a straight up like, hey, they're into the storm. And it was just like, hey, tornadoes. Like, that's the movie. Yeah. Which seemed like such a quaint notion nowadays of just like, so what's going on in this one? Is it like space aliens or something? It's like, no, nah, just tornadoes. There's, there's tornadoes and they're going to kill you. Are there sharks in the tornado? No, just tornadoes. Or that, did you get the trailer for that movie where it's just like the first moon landing, basically? Like they're no. going up to space? Oh, okay. It's just about Apollo? I Was it about Apollo? I'll have to look it up. Maybe there's something more sinister behind it and that's just like a teaser or something. But I was just like, that's a weird trailer to put in a movie where a giant lizard is going to be destroying a city while punching other giant lizard things in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's some straight laced movies coming out that are just like, Oh, okay. I, I haven't seen one of those in a while where there's no other thing going on. It is just a giant storm. That is all that's happening or a volcano. Maybe. Yeah. So I got, got some- I got one more. Nathan reacts to Uh-oh. statements. Okay. This one comes from a friend of the show, let's say. Okay. The dude I that we work with that I don't like. Are you oh, ready? Okay, sure. He said, don't... Okay, don't go see that new Godzilla movie. I was like, I already did. It was okay. He's like, oh, it was so bad. Or blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I feel like I wasted my money. And then right after he says... Also, apparently they made one in the 90s as well. I've never seen it, though. So he doesn't know there's 60 years of Godzilla movies. Maybe, or he d- doesn't know that there was one in the no, 90s? He said, no, he said they made another one apparently in the 90s. In, like, the late 90s. Oh, dude, they made, like, six in the 90s. <laughs> but America made one. 
and I saw it a bunch of times. No, like he means Godzilla no, 2000 or whatever. But No, 98. But yes, I know. Like, isn't, okay, you're wasn't saying it called? somehow... Oh no, Godzilla 2000 was another film. You're right. Yeah, 98 with Matthew too. Broderick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're saying there are people who don't know Godzilla exists. Like, despite he, 60 years... The way he phrased it, it sounded like he found out after that, oh, there's another one, and it came out in 98. I'm not going to bother watching that because I didn't like this one. Let alone all these movies that have been coming out <laughs> for this one. Right, right. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it is super weird to me to, like... Like, Godzilla was a pretty early cultural thing for me because, like, my dad had gone and seen them when he was a kid and he would tell me that story. And that was just that was what kind of made me want to check them out. And then I just decided to go full tilt on that. Like, that was one of the first things I collected was Godzilla movies. And I still have all those tapes, despite tapes not being a thing. I still have those. So, yeah, like, it was like that and James Bond, like, weirdly. Two giant franchises of, like, two dozen movies like that is not really common, but that was what I got way into. So serialization of films. And yeah, it is super weird to me that there are people who have somehow missed that that is a thing. But there you go, I guess. And I again, like it's kind of reassuring to see like, no, you weren't wrong. Like giant lizards are cool and people want to see that. And there will be more to come now because of it. So that's cool. But yeah, it's kind of kind of strange. Like, thing. But, I guess I mean, if I Brittany wanted... has. Brittany mm-hmm. has never seen any of them either. Like, uh, sure, she knows but she knew that, they existed for sure, and yeah. she like she knew the '98 one and stuff, but she didn't go see it. Which you know, I don't fault anyone. Like, it's not very good, but John Renault is pretty cool. He drinks French coffee. P Diddy, yeah, P Diddy. Hundreds of little Godzillas with French guys with Uzis fighting them. Like, sure. Why not? Oh, a side note. The trailer I was talking about was actually for Interstellar. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah the Christopher Nolan one. I kind of wanted to see that trailer in a theater. I thought that would happen, but I ended up watching it yesterday on here. Um, it's kind I, of yeah, a, no, that... It was kind of a boring trailer that they played. It was just like them talking. It was like newscast reports or whatever, just kind of spliced together, oh, like voice oh, stuff over top oh, okay. of... Like, what looked like a Man of Steel type thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Early teaser trailers for that are super kind of vague about it. It's just like, so this has something to do with space? Like, is this about the history of space travel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the full trailer that got released is, like, exactly what the story is about. It's like Matthew McConaughey is basically being recruited to be some of the first people to, like, leave the planet because the planet is no longer going to be okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, we need to get off of Earth now yeah no they played the teaser trailers and it was just like that's a weird thing to watch before Godzilla. (laughs) like there's like a shot of matthew mcconaughey driving a truck and crying and there's like what that's that's essentially the whole trailer with like the voiceover of like space travel i think it's yeah it's like gonna be him coming to terms like i have to leave my family and my planet to like be one of the first pioneers into the next thing. And I, I honestly was kind of really into the concept, the full trailer pitched because, okay, flashback to like a year ago when like the first gravity trailers were coming out. My like gut reaction was, I don't think I like what this movie is going to be saying because it's saying space is scary and we shouldn't go there. Like fundamentally because bad stuff is happening to people in space like whereas that's you not... think this is the opposite where like yeah, earth is gonna is like... be scary we have to go <laughs> well th- yeah this honestly just 
seems to agree with how I feel about what humans should be considering, like, the next thing we should look towards doing, which is getting space travel figured out. So, like, contact two, maybe, in a way, of just, like, we're going to take, like, extra, like, outer space intergalactic stuff very seriously and, like, dramatically. And it's like, that could be really good, but I don't know. We'll see. Like, I have kind of had mixed feelings about some Nolan films. They're always really entertaining for the most part, but they kind of don't seem to dig deeper sometimes, like emotionally with their characters. But maybe this one will pull it off. Matthew McConaughey is pretty good. I don't know if you've been paying attention lately. Do you see that True Detective, Paul? No. Um, okay, so let's put some closing thoughts on Godzilla. True I, kn- I know you hate doing this. True, true Detective. I know you hate doing this. Number wow. out of five, if you were to give it a rating. <sighs> I mean, okay, I let's do of, out of 10. Why not? Everybody oh, knows the 10 scale. It's, it would work out the same way, but uh, oh. six. I was at a six, personally. Six out of 10, so three out of five? Yeah, like, okay. just because of that split personality kind of thing. Like, I can't distance myself from it to appraise it as a not Godzilla movie. So, it's a three out of five. Okay. I. See, I guess mine would be 3.5, which is, like, I would say 7. And the reason for that is because when it hits what I felt the movie should hit, it was great. The whole rest of the time, it was good. It wasn't past, like, mediocrely decent. Like, it was watchable. It was never, like, awful. Never bad, ever. Like, even thinking back to, like, some of the exchanges that happen in the 90s movie... Like, those characters are irritating. Like, it's just like... Yeah, they are. Like, shrill New Yorkers freaking out about dumb shit. Like, it's just stupid. And it's also, like, the cast of The Simpsons for no reason. Like, it's just, like, Nancy Cartwright's in it, Harry Shearer, and Hank Azaria. Like, it's just like, what is going on? Like, it's just... I don't know how that happened, but it did. And, yeah, it is... Those characters are so much less, like, relatable, I suppose. And I don't know. I don't want dour like understated people most of the time in my Godzilla stuff, which is kind of what this movie did, but those were at least well done. So yeah, that's kind of, again, but six out of 10, any closing thought, closing sentence, and then we'll stop. Yo, that radioactive breath scene was so good. I was so happy, but then it did like like, charge up and everything. Yeah. Like, like it was like, yeah, in that moment, it was confirmation that they decided to keep that as part of his abilities, which I was really happy about. Mm-hmm. And then it also looked really cool. So, yeah, that was a, that was some good business. Also, what he does with it at one point. At one point. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking oh, man. good. So good. It's like King Kong or something, but way better. It sounds like yeah. you're being sarcastic when you're talking like that, but no, because King actually... Kong goes for the jaw pull, but then it it has a nice bit of lemon in there. It's a nice twist. Yeah, no, it's good. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I I was giddy in a lot of parts of that, so that's yeah. why I have to maybe push it that one over. I could see a six for sure, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I keep kind of basically stuttering over the same thing, but it, it is a uh, strangely. Okay, like I, we've already talked about how like Barry's Temple of Godzilla was my first like landmark on the internet, right? Yeah, we did actually. You're right. Like, I remember that. I was obsessed that. with that. Like I was just like, this is the coolest website. Like I just looked through that whole website. That was my first favorite website. 
So, like, the same time I was getting way into the internet, I was getting way into Godzilla because of the internet. So it was kind of just, yeah, twofold thing. And that dude is apparently going to update the site for the first time in nine years with a review of the new film. So I can't wait to check it out. Bears Temple of Godzilla. Check it out. Type into Google. Can I quickly pimp one site that's also kind of like I've been using it? Okay. Uh, it's called GodzillaMadness.wordpress.com. <laughs> okay. The, this dude or whoever runs it has every Godzilla movie on there. With uh-huh. a link to like a mega upload or whatever, so you can watch all of them if you want to. Nice. A bunch more hit uh, Netflix recently, <clears throat> too. So there's plenty oh, of ways yeah. to see the old ones. But man, I don't even know if I need to really get into it, but Gigantus the Fire Monster, the second one. Yeah. Wow, it's so bad. Like just exposition via like narration that I'm pretty sure was never in the original. Like it's just the, the way those m- movies were translated. Like, it's just so lazy. It's just like, no one's going to understand that these people are a couple unless the character specifically says it over the scene in which they are about to, like, hug. And it's just like, this is so weird. Like, this is the most condescending treatment of this material ever. Wasn't the next movie the one that, like, really started off, like, the popularity, though? King Kong vs. Godzilla? That was the next movie. That was an early favorite of mine, too. Yeah, that one probably kicked it up a notch. Well, yeah, because everybody already knew King Kong, so to see it, like, it was obvious. Like, you have this giant monster and this other giant monster, they have to fight. Yeah, and I mean, their version of King Kong is ridiculous. Like, he's way high, like, way taller and also electricity gives him power for yeah. no reason. Like he just it's great. bites a transformer and then just becomes like oh, and he just gets pumped up and punches Godzilla. He crams a tree down his throat and then he radioactive breaths the tree and it bursts into flames. Yeah, those old movies. Okay. Pretty amazing. Name one or two monsters you think Godzilla should fight. Dream match. Uh, no, like in, in any media at all. Oh, like any monster anywhere? Or are you yeah, saying like, best Godzilla creatures? Because there are some good ones. Like I no, seeing there's Gidra no point in saying like, Godzilla creatures because he's already fought all those, right? <laughs> I guess so. But I'm saying like with the level of fidelity of these new effects, like seeing a three headed dragon that shoots electricity, I'd be so happy. Oh, it'd be so good. But anyway, okay. There's I'll a think f- there's a few that I would be happy if like we're talking remakes of. Other monsters. Gigan has a buzzsaw in his chest. That's so dumb. He's like an intergalactic. All the monsters are so dumb. They're so dumb. (laughs) Like Megalon. He's like a giant cockroach. Like that's it. That's his that's his thing. That's his shtick. He shoots lightning though, because why not? (laughs) It's so good. Like, whatever. These were my like Transformers or Power Rangers or whatever. Like, that's what I cared about. Along with the Transformers and Power Rangers, but not as much, obviously. No, way more for me. I didn't give a crap about that stuff. At all? Yeah, 0%. It was all Godzilla all the time. All right. Yeah, I know. I was on my own weird little island for a long time. And now everyone else is showing up. So cool. Welcome to Godzilla Island. He's really cool. Uh, stay tuned for the next movie when he's in it, like, way more. It's Do you crazy. remember King Caesar at all? Oh, yeah, from uh, Mechagodzilla. I don't know which one he's from, but... He is, like, a weird lion deity that just, like, comes back to defend this... Yeah, he is he, not one of the standouts. He's a dog and a lion put together, and it's the dumbest looking it's, thing. 
It's pretty dumb. It's yeah. really, like, really bad. Like, Mothra, like, see, hearing that was in it was crazy to me, because, again, it's such a goofy idea. Like, he, specifically because he's always, like, she is always accustomed by, accompanied, rather, by two fairies that, like, sing and herald, like, the coming of Mothra and talk about her good deeds and stuff, and she's, like, an intergalactic defender. Yeah. Like, you can't do that remotely seriously. I don't think there's a way to do it. Like, that's why I was kind of waiting to see them pull it off. I was like, is this going to be some, like, Rise of the Planet of the Apes style, like, turning crazy cheese into gold? Like, is this going to do it? And it's just like, no, we just invented a Cloverfield type thing. It also reminded me of Cloverfield. Like, do you get that? Or do you remember that? It was like a giant parasite-ridden thing from space. Was it? I don't remember a lot about the monster because you see maybe three minutes of it. I guess so, yeah. Or, or I guess thinking back, like when I first saw the Cloverfield teaser, I was like, "Oh, it's Godzilla back!" And yeah, like, no, no, dude. Everybody in the world thought that. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, no, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's this monster. other thing that's not very good. And I was like, "Well, it's got a giant monster in it, so I'll see it." And yeah, like same with Pacific Rim. It's like, "Well, it's got giant monsters in it, so I'll check it out." And it actually, work turned out reasonably okay. Um, but yeah, this this should have been the giant homecoming party for giant monster fans. And it was kind of this weird, sad event in a way. But yeah, I don't know. Not not disappointment. I'm saying like the movie was dour. Wanted to be anyway. You know what I, mean, I okay. would like to see? Mechagodzilla? Gezora. What? Gezora or whatever. Gidra? Maybe. That's what I've been talking about. Gidra. That's a three-headed dragon. No, 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 no. The one that's like a cuttlefish. It looks like a octopus or something like a squid there is a large octopus in king kong versus godzilla i don't know if they bothered is that the one maybe maybe let me look let me look it up which is the smog monster he's pretty good there's also what sorry hedora he's a made of garbage the smog monster it's like a parable about pollution yeah Yeah, gezora or gezora or whatever a mutated cuttlefish kaiju created by Toho that first appeared in Space Amoeba. Oh, okay. So he's not a core Godzilla creature. Core, no, I guess not. Okay. He was in Godzilla Final Wars, though. Oh, I didn't actually see that one. Some of the newer ones I haven't seen. Okay. Wikizilla. Yeah, I'm actually in Godzilla. Oh, I remember this dude from other stuff. Yeah, I'm in Wikizilla here. And like, you know how it's with wikis when you're kind of in a thing that it's part of a bigger thing at the bottom. It'll just show like all the other stuff you could click on. There's way too many fucking monsters. (laughs) Way too many. I really enjoy a good number of them, though. Let's see here. Anguirus. I mean, he's the guy that was. And they've already added Muto. Okay. Massive, unidentified them. terrestrial organism. So they're just le- welcoming that here. <clears throat> Legendary Godzilla. Muto. Okay. You never said Godzilla though. films. Your fantasy mm-hmm. match. Oh. Well, like, I'm trying to think what else even is in the right category. Like, well, it's you like, you should fight Frankenstein. Like, it's like, no, it doesn't make any sense. How big do you think Godzilla games? would be compared to, like... A Colossus, say, in Shadow of the Colossus. Way bigger? Or, like, same size? Uh, depends way on the, bigger, right? Depends on the Colossi, but... 
Like, could a I mean, human being scale Godzilla? Wow. I don't know if you could even grip a claw, like a single scale, because they're just stupid big. So, so I'm no. no. He's probably right. way bigger. So, way like, bigger. He like, is he ridiculously big in a lot of cases. Like, when his foot arrives on screen, it was just like, that is so big. That's so stupid. It's the best. Do you think Wikizilla has how big he is? Oh, yeah. There's tons of different like heights depending on the series and depending on which film almost or which scene like it changes sometimes yeah i guess they're kind of inconsistent that way oh man like what's a what like are you thinking of a specific giant monster from a video game like are there iconic monsters from that like colossi are pretty good but i they're also kind of quiet things i don't you know the reavers from mass Effect. actually you're right that would be amazing the actual ending to Mass Effect 3 is that... Godzilla comes out of the ground and is like, okay. no! So there's synthesis in the middle, control to the left, destroy to the right, but if you walk backwards, it's summon Gozira. Yeah, and <laughs> he just shows up and... You just hear him. him scream and punch a Reaver in the face. Yeah, throws Reavers at other Reavers. <laughs> All sorts of awesomeness, yeah. Uh, and best ending there you go. to a video game, right there. I guess, yeah, Mass Effect. Godzilla versus Mass Effect. That's what I want. Kind of? Like any... Yeah. The Reavers, man. That's the answer. That's the right one. Good job. You did there it. There you go. We found it. Okay, so Godzilla talk. We're going to, I guess, put that aside now. Uh, so video games, Paul. Video games are a thing. That yeah. happens. Daily? So, uh... I guess so. Like, I've been kind of commuting with work time fun more and more, so that's been interesting. And I think so, anyway. That game has mesmerized me all over again in a way that I can't quite justify. I'm just like, I'm capping pens. Like, I know it's stupid, but it pays me at the end. Right, just like real life. The number gets bigger. You know what? It's technically true, because when you're playing it at work, you are actually making real life money, and you're playing it. And it's a perfect time killer, like just mini activities, and then they unlock more ridiculous mini games and dumb trinkets. The dumbest trinkets. So good. So yeah, I'm pretty uh pretty up on that. What I'm not up on is Parappa the Rapper. Did you play it? Yeah, I bought the Vita, like the PSP port. Okay. On PSN. And I guess I'm I guess part of my problem is that game wants to be difficult for no reason the timing is really terrible but yeah yeah and but like so my immediate thing was just like okay well i'll switch to easy mode like i don't care i just want to see this story you can't finish the game it says no switch to normal mode now like once you do four stages sound or whatever like it's just it, it basically says no easy mode is over Step up to the big league, son. And I'm just like, I don't want to do that. I just wanted to see Parappa's little story play out. Like, what happens? Uh, he, he's he got to believe. He says that all the time. It's like, oh, no, I just crashed the car. I know. I got to believe. Well, and that's, just the last, that's the last song of that game. Is I Gotta Believe? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't get to see that song yet. Because I got kicked back to the beginning. That song's pretty hard, too. Oh, great. Yeah. I, I can wait. I kind of put that game aside because I was not having a great time. It also but Nathan, seems like when it... I say boom, 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 you say bam, bam, bam. No pause in between. Come on. Let's jam. <laughs> Step on the brakes. That's, 
the driving song, I actually kind of like the hook. It's okay. I don't know. That one's okay. Like, I mean, and the... turn the signal to the right. <laughs> now turn to the right. But the way my guy's doing it with the bad time is like, check and turn the signal to the right? Like, it's a little behind. And the, it's like, no. And it's, it's, it's funny because it sounds like he's asking a question. But the best part is where it's like, okay, it's like, check and turn the signal to the right. Check and turn the signal to the right. <laughs> and on easy mode, bad. it would work. But yeah. on normal, it's like, no, nah, fuck you. Like, you're, you get, like, four chances and then you're done. Or whatever. Like, it... It's like good, great, and then going down bad, awful. Do you know how right? to get the best? Like no, okay. Like I get the best. Doing... You actually wow. have to add more. So like this isn't your guitar hero shit. Where if you're strumming that something that isn't there, you're gonna get penalized. They expect you to. So you're supposed to mash like X more. So like you know where you're like kick punch block. You could be like kick 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 punch block or something, and it'll go up. That's stupid. That's well, not... you're rapping. Oh, okay. So you're throwing more syllables in there. That's crazy. Wicked flow. Chop, kick, block. I... Yeah. Block, turn, I... kick it. <laughs> I was singing with a chameleon that taught me how to sell stuff at a flea market. It In, in the rain or in the snow, I got the funky flow, but now I really got to go. That <laughs> one, the bathroom song. Oh, is that what that's considered? The bathroom song? No, not that one, but the bathroom song. I'm sorry, I'm bringing up another one where like, I, don't think every... I, get, I got to see that song either like, okay it, it did you beat oh you have to go up a higher difficulty to continue after that okay and i so. i failed on the driving one on normal difficulty. so you're missing one of the best songs where like you know each character you've met yeah there is a scenario where you're basically rap battling all of them because you're all waiting in line for this uh toilet like this porta potty Okay. And you are like rap battling them to go further up in the line because you got sick. <laughs> okay. That's so, a reason to rap, I guess. So you're like rapping against Master Onion first and then um, whatever. Oh, it's like I a boss rush mode or something. And then against uh, whatever the driving instructor was, like a moose yeah. or something. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. If you're good at that game, is it, like, 30 minutes long? If you're good at that game, I think it's about, like, 15. Nice. Okay. Hence the absurd timing and difficulty to, like, make it mat- worth your time and money, I guess, maybe, in is the mentality. But I just was like, no, I'm fine. I paid $15. I just want to see what the hell this was. Watch a little animated story about a dog, like, making out with a flower or whatever is going to happen. And it just kind of, yeah, wouldn't let me do that. So Okay, so Parappa Whoa. the Rapper Perfect All Stages Playthrough is yeah. actually 38 minutes. Oh, okay. Well, so there there's enough in there. That's That might be with cutscenes. I'm not sure. Probably. I mean, the yeah. cutscenes go for a little bit. And, oh, man. Oh, I guess it's the 90s, right? So there's just, they use the word fat. And I, I thought it was so funny. It's just and like fat donut. No, they just talk about it. Like it's just oh, like in the cutscenes. In the cutscenes, yeah, they just start describing things as fat, and they go to a place called Fat Donut, and it's P H A T. Oh yeah, I was like, oh wow, yeah, this is from a different time, before that was not a thing. So I don't know. It it was kind of endearing, but because it was just weirdly difficult in a way, I wasn't 
wanting to have happen, I kind of just shied away from it. So maybe I'll try it again. But yeah, I I will say that for how much people have nostalgia for that game and for how cutesy like the art style and everything is like it's a dog wrapping. There's nothing kind of cuter and more ridiculous. That game is actually not easy. Just straight up. So no, it, it's weirdly punishing about it. I, I was just expecting to breeze through it and see a weird classic or whatever. Oh but... yeah, no, that was your first mistake, thinking you would breeze through it. <laughs> okay, but like I don't want to hear the same opening couple minutes. Like it always ends just like what? So oh yeah, that's what right. Parappa says he just stops rapping and says what, and then you have to play it again. And it's like, I don't want to play it again. Like, this song was okay when I listened to it, like, twice before, but now I'd, I have to listen to it again? Did you bake a cake with cheap? No. Cheap? No. God damn it. So all you saw was um, the Master Onion, the Kick Punch whatever song. Yeah. You saw the, driver the Driver's Test. And the And the Flea Market. One. And then I'm pretty sure that was the last song it let me see in easy mode. Like, it's like, that is the tutorial, essentially. Now, timing is everything. Okay. So, like, you saw iconic ones, but you haven't seen some of the better ones, maybe. I guess so. So, either I have to battle through it or find a cheat code that just auto-plays and then I'll watch the game. (laughs) Uh, YouTube.com, if you go Parappa the Rapper. I have to justify my $15 purchase, dude. You're right, you do. Yeah, gotta watch it on Vita screen, it's the best way to see it. Um, get good, scrub? I don't know what to say to you, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'll step I'll step up my rap game and, uh, get back out there. Yeah. But, okay, so, that was a video game. Uh, I guess, wait, was there any stuff you've been kind of checking out? Uh, specifically, I got further in Dark Souls to, like, the end game. Dark Souls 2. 2, sorry, yes. Okay. So, to, um, the Drain Lake Castle, which mm-hmm. is what you kind of work towards, and then after that, there's a bunch more bosses and blah, 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 and then you beat the game, yay! So, I'm in that portion now, the end. Okay. So, have you been finding a pretty easy time, then, comparing to other stuff, or...? Other Souls uh, com- games? Yeah, definitely compared to the other Souls games, for sure. Compared to, like, any other video games? No? Okay. It's still a Souls game, so there's that. Some bosses I've been able to, one like, get one shot, like, get it down the first time. Mm-hmm. And that's weird to me. Because I think I had said it before, a lot of the bosses in this aren't, like necessarily giant weird demons but like just knights or like dudes in armor sort of thing with like a sword and shield that can kill you easily but if you have a sword and shield you just circle strafe and when they do an attack you do one attack and you keep doing that until you win okay are those really considered bosses then or oh yeah just kind of oh okay yeah no for sure they're because i'm not talking about just like the black knights or whatever you would meet in dark souls one I'm talking about, like, you go through a thing, there's a giant health bar at the bottom of your screen that takes up the whole screen. Okay. And, like, when this dude, like, hits you with something, it's basically insta-kill. Okay, so they are bosses, but their patterns are pretty easy, you're saying? Yeah, and 
some of the there was one called the Rotten, and that boss can get fucked. That took me a long time, and it was really really hard. And when I see people able to do that, like nothing, I want to stop playing video games forever and go be an accountant. They're just like, oh, I'm not good. Like, I'm not uh, good. I, I'm I am no... going to go buy a calculator and do taxes for people because <laughs> I might be able to comprehend that. My <laughs> like, I'm trying to think, like, what would not... that even... I'm going to hang up my controller. Like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, drop the controller, I guess, because there's no cord anymore. Right, right. Just kind of... No, I'm done. Pop the batteries. I'm out. Yeah, throw the batteries. Your, I want your garbage. batteries and your D-pad. Like, I don't know how you... <laughs> Yeah, turn in your badge essentially, but there you go. I guess that would be it. But watching people like speedrunners and stuff play that game, controller, yeah, make yeah. me kind of hate myself. But also, if you watch speedrunners of those games at all ever, they run past like everything, and I've kind of been enjoying the experience of taking my time periodically going through something and like looking at every nook and cranny. So I guess it's kind of a different experience when you look at it. It's like, no, this dude has like played this enough. And he's just trying to do this fast now where I'm like, this is my first time through and I'm just enjoying this whole experience for what it's worth right now. Yeah, so smell I, the roses along the way. Like that's that's how you're supposed to do it. Like on New Game Plus that then we can start talking about min maxing to the like extreme and being good right now. I'm just kind of like getting the feel still getting my okay. soul's legs back. OK, not necessarily it's... because I've been doing. I would say I've been doing decently. I'm about 20 hours in, and I'm almost done the game. So it's not too bad, I guess, maybe. Yeah. No, I've probably spent a lot more time just <laughs> I think Demon Souls, Demon I'm, Souls. like, at 40 hours or something. I'm not even half done it. Yeah, like, that game's just... <laughs> but every time I play it, it's, like, way after I was playing it before. So it's, like, I've forgotten everything, and I'm terrible again. Like, it's it's weird. I've never, like focused on that game for like a month or anything it's like oh, i'm gonna dabble with this and you can't do that you got to commit or you will never finish so i don't know demon there souls are 31 bosses in dark souls 2 that sounds like quite a few that's a lot i feel like that's a lot right yeah 30, that's, that's, 31 <laughs> that's a lot of bosses i mean if some of them are considered like mid bosses or something mini bosses but yeah it's a lot of you know, formidable foes for sure. It's more than punch out. I'm actually just counting. Sorry. 13, 14, uh, 15. Okay. I think, Oh, 16, 17, 18. These are ones you've beaten or. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's like 16 colossi in that game. So, yeah, so 18 so far. So you're more than halfway done. Yeah, uh, the 31 also includes optional bosses. So there's at oh, least okay. five I've skipped. Okay. So like, if we're talking about the bosses you have to beat or whatever, I think there's one, two, three, four, five. There's about seven. Left? Yeah. Okay, so 25 important bosses. Then... Well, that, like, you have to beat to beat the game. Like, to see credits. If that... Sure. I I don't think seeing credits is, like, beating the game here, though. I think it is actually killing all of the bosses, maybe. Okay. That's the, like, test of skill, 
I think, is being able to get to the boss's, like, lair or whatever, and then, like, learning the patterns, maybe failing a few times, and then becoming victorious. So I mm-hmm. think that's what the game's about, not just seeing it through killing the final arbitrary boss figurehead and then seeing credits. That won't satisfy. Maybe it would. I don't know. I guess it depends. There's stuff coming out now that I will be playing as soon as I have some time off here. Like Wolfenstein 3D, I'm looking forward to trying that. And mainly because uh, I was thinking back on it. There hasn't been a first-person shooter I've gotten really into in a while now. So I think I'm ready. I think I'm good to go again in that regard. Okay. But also Transistor. You're saying the new order, like the new one, right? Oh, yeah. Did I say 3D? Yeah, no. You just said Wolfenstein 3D, and I was like, oh, did they port that or something? Like, that would be kind of fun to look back on, but okay, okay. Yeah, Yeah, the new. Sure. Like, I guess the last one for me was, like, Bioshock Infinite was the last shooter I, like, played all the way through and was just like, yeah, that was cool. Yep. But, uh. That was me, too. Exactly. So. Gunslinger, maybe, actually? Gunslinger for Oh, yeah. Call of War is. Sure, sure. That was that was actually pretty fun too. But yeah, I played that before. I'm pretty sure anyway, or same year anyway, same kind of time frame. Yeah. Um. But yes, okay, yes. Transistor, which uh, came out today at 11 a.m. While I was at work, I was no ready sooner. To, I was ready to download that at midnight last night because I had gotten home only an hour and a half before that. Mm-hmm. So I was ready to go at least like two to three hours. I was like, okay, midnight. I could probably, like, stay up till 2-ish. That's usually when I start to get tired and get ready for the next day. So that's yeah. still two hours of gaming. But nope. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. It was just like, all right, it's May 20th, right? Oh, yeah, it's May 20th right now. Okay, I'll go to the page here. And what? It's like this game unlocks in 11 hours. Yeah, no, and I don't slapped know you in the why. face and said, fuck you for wanting to play our game, you piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, we don't want your money. Yeah, like, not yet. Too good for you because give we us, did give us some of that money later. You know, come back, come back later. So yeah, I was kind of just killing time this morning too. I was just like, well, I guess I'll watch an episode of Sopranos and I guess I'll pack some stuff. You know, like it's just kind I was of working. <laughs> like that's why I was pissed off. Where it's like I can't even try this before we do the podcast. I'm a little right. irritated about this. <laughs> but okay. Hmm. I don't know, like, how to kind of broach the the topic delicately. You didn't like Bastion. You thought it was garbage. Could, yeah, could... I, I didn't like Bastion. I thought the story was specifically kind of at the root of that problem of just everyone loved the narration, right? Like, it's just like, oh, man, the, the narrator's so cool. He's always talking about what's going on. That, for me, just, like, made it super distant to me somehow like all the characters and all the stuff just felt like one step removed from me did you love the, the point... ending of bastion i don't remember anything about the ending of bastion okay and the reason I there's a choice because... i remember yeah. that and i don't know what it was and i don't know what it meant and i don't care yesterday on twitter i'm like i'm thinking of trying something but anyway yeah. i asked like what were some of like your favorite endings for video games or best endings for video games go? At least five people in a row said Bastion. What kind of like I don't I don't I like okay. I, I guess I just have very different criteria for what makes a memorable storyline. Well, I don't remember it either. That's why I was asking you if you liked it. 
Yeah, so. like it's like you are building the bastion, right? Like you're restoring the city that f- fell or whatever, and there are creatures. Like I, I don't know. I played through that whole game, and like so little of it really stuck to me. Like it, it was just like, yeah, you roll around and shoot blobs, and then you, you know, maybe switch it up a bit. Get actually, in- I thought mechanically it was pretty strong. I really liked how it played. Sure, but. Like, it was kind of you constantly rolling around and fighting and, like, nonstop. Like, just Dude, almost like... I just talked about Dark Souls 2. Like, I'm okay with the rolling around nonstop. No, no, no. I guess... I just mean, like... Okay, I'm going to transition to Transistor now. Like, that game, to me, seems like almost beat em up in structure of just, like, enter a room, dudes are there, fight them all, move on, press the button, next room, there are more dudes fight them like it's like this is basically a beat-em-up but it's got like please tell me there's more because that sounds boring well i'm just saying structurally in terms of like how you're navigating the game's environment and stuff like the actual combat isn't a beat-em-up at all but like it's just kind of the way the game is flowing is that kind of linear progression thing and it's just kind of bothering me on that the on that front uh as well as many others. Um, yeah, I've played like two and a half, three hours of it. And I... I so I you're a quarter done. Is it? Is it supposed to be that long? I heard it was six hours. So... Um, and I've been barreling through it. Like, there's like side activity stuff. I'm just like, no, don't care. I don't want to do combat challenges. Like, that's boring. So I just like... It's like in Devil May Cry when you find like a secret challenge room. It's just like, not interested. I'm leaving. So that's kind of been how I've been treating the side area, which is like the back door. It goes into this like little secret area and you can go do special challenges. I don't I don't want to do that. I just want to see what what this has to say and then go. Um, And I'm not like it's not like I'm consciously trying to be like, no, screw it. I want to see the story. That's all. It's the only reason I'm here. That's just like the only thing that is still maintaining my interest. Like, okay, I liked Bastion in demo form when I played it at PAX. Like, I was struck by how colorful it was and, like, kind of just how quickly I was able to pick up what's going on and, like, the combat mechanics and stuff. I was like, oh, this is pretty solid. This is kind of cool. And this narrator guy is talking. That's kind of neat. And then when I sat at home with that game, when it's full full release, over the course of, like, the four or five hours or whatever, like, that appeal left at, like, hour two. And then I was still stuck with the game for the rest of the time. Like, I felt it didn't sustain its own time for me personally like i know people love bastion but i don't know why and i transistor is similarly getting like tons of critical acclaim and stuff right now i similarly thought the demo was really impressive and i am finding the game is like starting to crumble already and i'm like a couple hours in but i guess i can describe how the game actually plays and you know try to elaborate are you still there yeah i'm here i'm listening to you because okay. I'm interested in the game, so... Okay. I was just like, just like, oh, screw this, this guy's negative Nelly over here or something. No, like, um, I want to know more about it, and since I, I don't have anything to retort with, because I haven't seen it firsthand myself yet. Sure. Okay. Do, how do you feel about Bastion, though? Like, do you care, did you like it? Uh, the first time I went it? through it, I loved it. Yeah. And then I put it away, and when people kept talking highly about it for, like, years after... I didn't understand why, because I thought it was good, and I enjoyed my time with it, but it isn't a game that I will go back to probably ever. So Yeah, okay. 
like yeah i played through the whole thing when it happened like it's not like i didn't give it the time of day i i checked it out it just kind of the way people talk about it is just like i don't understand like, like it's the it's best like, video game that's ever made and i don't or even understand? like the company it keeps you know it's like no like braid i get it like that game did something different super meat boy i get it like that did something kind of crazy you know, Minecraft, I don't understand, like, the appeal, but I see that it's doing You can something. see it and you can respect it. Sure, yeah. like, it's like, okay, yeah. that's different, that's unique, that's interesting, or, like, that's just really slick mechanically, that's really cool. Like, th- yeah, super giant. I've just been like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, And that's coming from a weird background of, like, being super familiar with Greg Kasavin, like, the producer slash writer, and just being like, yeah, I watched that dude for, like, ten years, and now he's making games. And, you know, I'm going to panels at PAX and stuff, kind of really paying attention. Do you think maybe and there's a little up. bit of resentment there? Where it's just like, you were on the other side, and now you're doing this thing and not even perfectly? Like, what's wrong with you? Well, I I don't think it, it starts turning into resentment when the critical acclaim is also there. You know, like, okay. being passionate about trying to make stuff, like, that's cool. But then to have, like, the entire world validate it and be like, yeah, this is not only good, this is some of the best stuff going on right now. It's just like, what are you talking about? Like, is it just because you all know him or something? Like, this seems weird. Like, the writing in both games now has succeeded in super distancing me from caring about anything that's going on. Like, it's like, on one level, it's doing something I kind of respect in that it is constantly, like, you are always interacting while story is being, like, said, almost, although they kind of falter a bit here, in that, like, some of the story is just blocks of text in menus of just, like, hey, read this description of your item. It's actually, it's kind of important. And it's like, oh, okay. And, like, each each kind of power-up you get is ostensibly, like, an AI or, like, a character. And you can kind of read a little bio about this person that is now a power-up. And, like, cool, I guess, but you're still just kind of reading a block of text on the screen. Or, like, there are audio log-type stuff you find, but you can't do even the Bioshock Infinite thing of, like, start playing it and then continue to walk around. You have to just stare at a screen with, like, a, you know, waveform as it talks to you Mm -hmm. like that as a storytelling conceit is just like, that's not very good. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't know. Like that's not pulling me in, but then more, more, more importantly though, I guess uh, the game just kind of starts in the middle of something crazy already have having happened. Like it's just media res kind of thing of just like right in the middle of the story, you kind of jump in and it just, you know, maybe it's supposed to be like, Oh, you're confused and you're trying to figure out what's going on. But the way the game talks to you, like, it's like there's a talking sword who is constantly talking to the character, uh, Red, who is this mute singer. She used to be a singer, but her voice got stolen. And she, it talks to that person. It's not really including me, the player, in the conversation. Like, it's like they're having, like, their own inside jokes, essentially, or their own – they know things that I don't know. And I guess I'm supposed to just observe them doing stuff and kind of figure out what happened or what's going on. But I just feel kind of weirdly alienated from the proceedings in a way I don't appreciate in a video game. Like, I guess I am used to video games being entirely narcissistic. I am driving everything because I'm the guy. And this game is weirdly trying to kind of write a story that isn't catered that way. And that's just weird. Like, I mean... Maybe you can, like, praise it for being different or something, but I'm personally just finding it 
hard to care about anything in terms of the narrative. Like it's just that like, kind of that. explains your attitude towards everything, though. Like not I, being the able star to care about anything. Well, I I can care about stuff, but you need to give me good reasons. Like I, you know, I was praising the writing of Twelve Angry Men like last week. Like you could do writing and just introduce characters and have me drawn in, but this is just kind of this weird, cold, distant writing that I'm just not at all into. Like it's just like I like it just seems so in love with its own world and its own look and its own design and stuff that it's just like not being like welcoming with that stuff like so it's like just like snooty or something like uh, it's I, your honestly, nose up at you i i'm getting that vibe of just like this game is so confident that its world is cool that it didn't need to convince me of it it just knows it is and that annoys me like it's just like it's not that fucking cool like it's it's colorful i guess but like whatever it's a talking computer sword like what is that like it's like hal or something is that what you're going for it's kind of like hal it's like an ai it's talking to you okay I don't know. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm sitting on my couch, like, playing, like, okay, and whatever. Like, the combat mechanics are initially novel, like, the way I was playing in the demo and stuff. Like, you were kind of saying it looked like Parasite Eve to you. I haven't played that, so I don't know how to kind of draw those comparisons. But the way the action plays out is you enter an area, an outline is drawn around that area. You can no longer kind of leave this battle zone. A bunch of kind of white walls rise up out of the ground, and you are kind of using those as kind of cover and, like, areas to kind of hide from fire. And there are a bunch of robots, typically, or something. There's, like, a handful of enemies, four or five or something. And you have this sword, and you have different abilities that you can map to any main buttons and, like, modify those attacks and whatever. But you're essentially uh, queuing up attacks via like a this kind of pause menu type thing like you kind of freeze the action oh, and so it, it plays like dragon the... age then kind of yeah, yeah i was thinking more like a bioware thing like it was kind of reminding me more of like a kotor kind of stuff of just okay you line up an action and stuff you kind of okay i'm gonna run behind this guy and then him with the b attack b attack and x attack sure why not press r and then that happens super fast and then a bar refills as you're kind of running around and stuff. It, it honestly also kind of reminded me of the VAT system in Fallout 3, specifically. <laughs> yeah, I know what Fallout you were talking about. Because <laughs> 2 didn't have it. Right. Anyway. <laughs> actually, not in 3, actually. In New Vegas, that's the one that did okay. it the best. Um, I don't know. Well, that's yeah, the one like, you love more, so we'll I, go I with do, it. yeah. So yeah, like it, it kind of freezes the action and you kind of line up attacks and stuff. Like it's sort of reminding me of that too. Um, but like it generally feels fine, but I'm finding a lot of battles end up being like me running around a piece of cover while the enemy awkwardly runs around too. Like it's like almost like two people running around a tree in a forest or something. Like it looks super stupid. And as my meter refills so I can queue up some more attacks. And... I, I started watching Total Biscuit's video of it, and he's like, oh, man, this is so brilliant, the balance here with – you can also do just kind of real-time attacks. You don't need to do the meter thing all the time. I don't know. I just find myself doing the meter thing all the time. Like maybe I shouldn't be, but in no way is the game really encouraging me not to. Like or I beat punishing a, you for like not doing it the other way either. Yeah, I like I, I beat a giant boss creature just by lazily – 
fucking around. Like, I, it was kind of like this weird, like, you can just blunder through that game, and you'll have a terrible time, like I'm having, but the game's mechanics don't really encourage you to dig into them. The menu stuff for, like, assigning your powers and stuff, I'm just finding extremely irritating, because each ability you get can also be a modifier for another ability, or a passive ability. Like, you kind of get a thing, and it can have three different functions. However, the menus for doing that stuff, it's not like you can just suddenly, like, you equip one, and you can't then modify it right away. You have to go back out to the main menu, select another power, elect whether or not you want that to be a core power, or just a mod on another power. Like, it's just kind of clunky, and, like... I don't know, not necessarily worth your time investing in, like, w- worth investing time in, because if you get damaged a lot, the thing that happens instead of you losing lives or getting a game over, like, I haven't gotten a game over yet, because what happens is you lose an ability, is what happens. Like, it's like, okay, you got damaged, you lost a whole health bar, you can no longer use your Y attack. Oh, okay. So then you're playing the rest of that fight with, like, hobbled, shittier Can't attacks. can you just, like, heal up or, like, take an item or something to gain it back, maybe? No, because you can only switch your powers at specific access points, and to kind of recover your lost abilities, you have to pass two more checkpoints. So it seems to be a way the game is trying to get you to use all your powers. Like, it's like, hey, how can we convince the player not to just, like decide on four powers they like and instead encourage them to try out all the cool abilities we made like that seems to be kind of what i'm thinking maybe the design philosophy was that's kind of gross because i'm i'm sorry to interrupt like this but uh i'm thinking like bioshock right that game gave you way too many things to use like between all the powers between all the guns three different ammo types for every gun basically and the different actual like powers that you can yeah. use and the whole like they kept it open where you can switch between them whenever like you'd have to go to a thing but if you bought more slots you'd be able to basically like have five powers or something at whatever time right and people made some of the best combinations ever like they would just set this <clears throat> barrel on fire or something use telekinesis lift it up and throw it at a dude like they sure. made their own powerful combinations and kind of just played with it and and just left it super open. Like honestly, Bioshock Infinite, there was a whole section of that game where I was just like, this revolver is so badass. I'm just going to use it. And I played that whole section just using that revolver and it was viable. And I had a fun time cuz like yeah. ultimately I feel like games of this nature are like the combat and all that stuff is basically just a means of kind of hooking you along to go on a fun amusement park ride. Like, the story is why you're here, and this is just a means of kind of tying one story moment to the next. So, make that as fun as and open and accessible as possible. Don't try to kind of strong-arm me into appreciating how deep your mechanics are, if that's the philosophy. Honestly, like, when it first happened, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, I didn't get a game over, I get to keep playing. But now, like, the third or fourth time that ha- that's happened, it's just kind of like... All right, I don't. I don't even care about what abilities are equipped anymore because they're all. Isn't it get... just kind of dooming you though? Like if you're not able to use all these awesome things to help make your fight go better, you're just kind of like not having fun, right? Anymore. You're not having fun, but you're not failing the fights. That's kind of the thing. Like, 
I was what's so bad about failing a fight and then just like, okay, I'll just try it again. Like from, I know like it's, I guess. Yeah, it's not that bad, but they opted for this kind of easy street way. Final Fantasy always did that. Like when you died in that game, you were dead. So you would have to go back in. You'd have to go to Genova, whatever type of fucking fight it was, and then try a different combination of stuff until you got it. It was almost like a puzzle in that way. Right. Where no, they didn't, I guess, yeah. I, like, we didn't a, take away Cure All because your character is now, like, Aerith is now dead or something. Like, that's ridiculous. That's a dumb way to do stuff. I guess, yeah. It's like, as as a longtime game playing person, like, I have a ridiculous amount of patience for failure in a lot of cases, right? Like, it's just like, no, I'll play that again. Okay. Like, I've grown up on stuff like this. It's fine. Like, whatever. That's that's comes with the territory sometimes. Whereas, yeah, my entire time with Transistor was always forward progress, but it never felt, like, earned or, like, I wasn't super stoked ever at the end of a fight. Like, and it's already at the point where I walk into a room, it's like, ugh, another fight? And then it's like, oh, great, now there's creatures that have abilities that kind of make my running around the thing process more difficult, but still not impossible, just kind of frustrating. So, I yeah, I am... I am kind of not having a good time. Can I say that you're the only person I've heard talk this poorly about it? Uh, I found one other person, and he's routinely ridiculed, but I'm kind of still glad he's there, even though there are kind of my own differences of opinion with him. You want to shout them out? It's Tom Chick from Quarter to Three. Gave it a two out of five. Oh, but these are the people that are just like, no, it's bad because Metacritic's views right no dude, no like if you read the reviews he basically touches on almost every point i just made of just like the combat feeling kind of like the the ability modifier thing being kind of confusing like being able to kind of just like i guess he specifically focuses on the fact that i just want to use the wait time thing like i want to queue up the actions like that's the coolest thing you have going for you why then is there so much waiting around? Because, yeah, there are so many times where you're just waiting for your bar to recharge, and that's just part of the loop now for me. Like, that is part of the gameplay of Transistor. So, like, and you can't use, like, it's not like I can use my Q, and then while I'm waiting for my Q to recharge, I can use some lesser abilities to, like, shoot off some shots or something. It's just like, no, that's all the same meter, dude. You can't use that. You're recharging. So I'm just running around. So, yeah, he calls that out. He does mention, like, the soundtrack's nice and, like, the the visuals are really nice, but, like, that doesn't make the game fun. Like, it's like, oh, it's a better soundtrack than a game. That does not help the game. So, it honestly looks kind of like a MOBA. Oh, the visuals? In a lot of ways. Well, you have, like, the abilities and you're saying they're on a timer. Like, I don't know. That's weird. Okay, like, I... Greg Kasavin, I know, like, the Supergiant have been totally obsessed with Dota for the last couple years, so maybe there is a lot of, like, that kind of DNA in there, and it's like, no, the ability set, dude, it's totally like that, but I have no affection or knowledge of that stuff, so all I'm finding is, like, a rather unenjoyable gameplay loop supporting a story with really cold, distant characters that I don't care about with decent music, but who cares? Like, that doesn't help. It doesn't help at all. Bastion had great music too, by the way. I just want to shout that out. Yeah, I I never went back to it, but oh yeah, okay. I still People listen really like... to it regularly. It's, it's funky. 
It's Fonky. That's right. I have a few opinions from Twitter. Do you want me to read these out to you and maybe you, you give like counterpoints or something? I don't know. Sure. Okay. Like just, just trying to fill the time. That's what we do here. Pixelresponse.com. That's not true okay. anymore. Um, well, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just like, it was just a really disheartening kind of thing of just like, Oh no, not again. Cause like I wanted to like Bastion didn't like Bastion. I wanted to like transistor. I don't like transistor. I don't know. Like, they are making games for someone who is just 100% not me, apparently. But that sucks. I, I don't like being not welcome to the party, but it's just – it is not helping me out. Like, there there are, like, one or two things that I can still just, like, appreciate. Like, there are kind of essentially cutscene moments where you're just kind of going to the next section. And they let you interact with those moments just a little bit kind of the same way i like how metal gears cutscenes let you zoom in and do dumb stuff during everything like to keep you involved this lets you kind of do stuff with a vehicle while you're driving that vehicle somewhere and there's like narration over it so it's like the sword is telling you stuff and you still get to kind of feel like you're playing that was a good idea however what is being said and who is saying it and all the rest of it that doesn't help so i i mean yeah Faint praise, I guess. Damning it with faint praise. I, I'm going to repeat what I said on Twitter, and yep. we'll discuss this maybe a little bit more than you can do in 140 characters. Okay. Okay, from the very limited videos and screens I've seen, Transistor is basically Parasite Eve with a Final Fantasy feel and a Bastion look, right? Um, Like sci-fi Bastion, I guess, for the look, sure. The I mean, it's the same artists and The stuff, reason yeah. why I say Final Fantasy, by the way, is because very specifically... I'm reminded, just seeing how, like, you move around the world and stuff, I'm reminded very much of the pre-rendered scene, like, environments and stuff in Final Fantasy VII, where you were this little ugly thing moving around, and, like, the environments would just, you, it would kind of scroll with you, because the environments were already loaded in. Right. Kind of thing. And this looks I mean, very much like that style sort of thing, where it's it's already all there, and you're just, the camera's panning with you as you're moving. It is essentially all isometric, though. Like, there's, like, 99% of that game is isometric. Right, yeah. So, like, whereas, yeah, Final Fantasy had the kind of pre-rendered background stuff, but it would, like, change it around a bit, camera-wise. Okay. So, it's it's a little more forced perspective than that. Like, honestly, like, I mean, you have a giant sword that's being dragged which is what I was initially kind of down with. Like, it's just like, it's dragging along the ground all the time. And there's like, like pyramid head. It, sure. Spark and sword. It's like, okay, that's cool. It's always doing that though. So that does not sustain delight for hours. It's like, Oh, cool. And that's it. Like that's, you know, I, you know, that goes away. Right. Uh, that's not damning it. The game. No, I know. I'm just saying like, it's a cool little thing, but then, you know, is it still cool at hour th- like three? N- no, it's just kind of there. Like it, it doesn't blow your mind forever. It's just, you know, the one time. So you said it doesn't feel like final fantasy gameplay wise, but things in it remind me of it. Kind of just the swords are cool and motorbikes. <laughs> swords are cool. <laughs> the right. kind of weird sci-fi city and stuff like some, Something about it is sort of Final Fantasy-esque, except, like, it's such a limited cast. It's you and a sword, like the transistor. And by you, I mean Red, not me. Like, I don't have any input on that 
I am a written character who doesn't talk for kind of no reason. Like, they're kind of trying to make that part of the thing of, like, she is silent because of the story. But it just feels like kind of every other thing where it's just like, yeah, Link doesn't speak. Navi does. Like, it's just like the sword speaks. You don't because video games. Like, it, it doesn't seem like I, – I don't know. Like, that doesn't curry favor with me. It's just like, yeah, that's that's a cliche, I guess, if you want to go with that one. Okay. There's no – I guess the thing is, though, they don't commit all the way with that stuff because it's not like there's amnesia. Your character knows what's going on. You don't. So it's just weird. Like I don't, I don't like being left so out of the conversation. So you're watching basically, but you're also controlling the main protagonist in this thing. So yeah. it's like if you were watching The Sopranos and it was like a cold open in the middle of the whole series, and you were controlling like Tony or something. Well, yeah, but that's a that's a filmed entertainment. Like that is part and parcel with. No, the but experience. I mean, like if it was a video game, say, like, and you're controlling him, like. It's but there's only ever to watch it, but you also to have to control it. Yeah, and it, it and it's always forcing your hand to be like, no, you you got to fight these next dudes. Like, there's no way around that. Or like, honestly, there was an early story moment where it's like, you got to pick up this sword, and I was like, okay, well, what's over here? Nothing's over there. There's an invisible wall over there. Pick up the goddamn sword. Is essentially what the game said, because it's just like, no, we got nothing for you. Enjoy our story, damn it. And I was just like, no, I refuse. Write a better story. I've always liked the art style, though, for Bastion and this, like the screenshots and stuff and the wallpapers. I really like it. So it's really there's, colorful. There's that. At least they sure know how to use a weird uh, goldenrod yellowish color with teal. <laughs> yeah, they know how to do those colors very well in both of those games. Yeah, just soft, fuzzy colors all over the place. Mm, fuzzy colors okay so when i said that thing on twitter i got another response besides from you even though i basically forced you to respond <laughs> i was just like go on a twitter in a text okay. message but uh someone else was like not really i've been playing it all day i'm not sure how to describe it how would you describe it if you could just quickly in like one sentence and don't use the words like just bad or something like, no, no, I know. It's it's like a hmm, like a I Dota mean, it, Dragon Age <laughs> from how we were talking. Kind of sounds so like, like yeah, Dota meets Dragon Age with kind of vats, but not gory and like like I'm, your Buster Sword talks to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. The way we've been talking this whole time, I yeah. love Parasite Eve. It's probably my favorite Square Enix game. I okay. like most Final Fantasy games. Yeah. I enjoyed Bastion when I played it. I love Dota and I love Dragon Age. <laughs> so like, yeah, you might get way into the ability stuff and whatever. Like I am just finding that stuff an annoying hurdle to like see this through essentially at this point. Like I they've already lost me, like from like really early. It was just like oh, this is not this is not what I want. Okay. What is happening? So some other comments from Twitter quickly. I mean, okay. Like, I, I feel like just mm -hmm. venti right now. I'm just like. I know, but that, like that doesn't get us anywhere in a conversation if the whole time you're just like, it sucks. And I'm like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I'm not saying it sucks. I didn't use the word sucks. I'm saying no. it's like profoundly not very interesting. 
but okay. people are pretending it is, and I don't know why. And I know well, as they, I'm bringing up what other people are saying, it's pissing you off a well, little bit. I mean, yeah, after my time with it, I was like, okay, how are the reviews for this? Oh, nines and tens. Okay. Oh, I haven't read any reviews. I'm just talking about people that I talk with directly on Twitter right now. Okay. So I said, like, any thoughts on Godzilla, Transistor, blah, blah, blah. Go ahead and, like, tell us and maybe we'll talk about it. Dude said, I just finished Transistor. But to be honest, my only thought about it at this point is just feeling heavy hearted, but in a good way, if that makes any sense. I guess he was in caught up in what was happening. Like, I bet he loved it. I, I envy you, I guess. I I don't I don't know. Like everything from super zoomed out perspective to the characters are never talking to you to all this stuff. I'm just like, I don't care about any of this. Like all these characters could die incredibly tragic deaths, or they could never have existed, or any of those things, and I would not give a shit. Like at all. Like Thomas was alone ha- is squares and cubes and stuff, and those are more endearing characters. Like those do a better job of making you involved in what's happening. I'll jump like, in here a little bit. I played Thomas was alone. It was, it was okay, right? Or did, no, it was terrible. And I'll tell you why. Not okay, because of well, what you were saying. Because okay. that's fine. The, like, giving characters or whatever personalities it's to... Inanimate shapes. objects personality. <laughs> yeah. The game... I have said this probably many times already before, but lately, like, recently within the last year or so... The games I actually get into and care about are ones that are very mechanically driven, and I couldn't give a shit about story very much anymore. Okay. But, like, those are solid platforming mechanics, like puzzle platforming. Like, I still like Yeah, which pl- is, it was good for a few levels, but then after that, I'm just like, oh, okay, it's literally just going to be plain blocks this whole time, so whatever. And, and they introduced more shapes and whatever. But, I mean, it's also, like, two hours long. Like, I would have been done by now. Like, I guess if... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was six hours and had like a kind of but see with transistor like the way you're talking about it i don't care about the story at all anyways already okay okay i'm I'm not gonna even pretend that i'm gonna care about the characters or any of the dialogue if it plays mechanically solid i will probably like it the one thing i do like the one thing that really impressed me in the demo and that i do like is like the transition from the overworld kind of action mode to the queue up actions mode is really smooth and elegant. Like it's like that stuff is easy. It's just press R. You are now switched modes. You are still running around kind of in real time, but it's not actually happening. Like you are just kind of Hmm. telling it, mapping what is going to happen. That stuff is cool. Oh, cool. So it's like a, almost a rewind mechanic or like a foreshadowing sort of thing. Sure, you can, like, run across the map and then be like, wait, no, I don't want to do that left delete action and then do it a different way. Or, like, weave around. It is, but you do it, like, all the time. Like, it is the mechanic. So, I don't know. Again, again, if it's a mechanic, mechanic, I will do that for hours. I'm okay with that. Okay, I guess. I've been playing Dark Souls for 20-some hours, and you roll and dodge like stuff that is that game you stab and dodge okay so i am i'm okay with that idea i guess i mean it's like you're leveling up at like a linear pace like there's only so many battles that can happen like you are hitting level points at specific times because that is how many battles you will have seen at this point it's just kind of it doesn't feel open it feels really constrained to me in a way like 
not I'm not saying ability wise, like you can remap all the buttons to your heart's content and mod whatever, but effectively you're just fighting the same robots over and over. Like I I don't know. See, that I do have a problem with. If it's literally basically the same fight over and over, that is a mechanics problem there too. Or it's there's just like, hey, you're just the happens. same robot, but now yeah. it has this annoying ass other power. And like they they write it all in the way of like oh it's like it's like patch notes it's like it's in a computer program it's like you just met the enemy 3.0 version and you're just like okay like i get it i get it it's just it's not that clever like it's not like that's not tickling me in a way that makes me happy it's just like okay computer shit got it i'm in a computer it's like tron next like i thought you loved tron I like the movie sort of. Okay. Okay. I like the soundtrack more than the... again, like Transistor. I like the soundtrack more than the game. Uh, the Another you know. comment on Twitter: bought Transistor and have played about two hours. Godly soundtrack and is fantastic in general. Who said that? <laughs> you want me to call him out? Goddamn idiot! What the fuck are you talking about? You want me to call him out? I'll call him out. He's a no, fellow he... podcaster on the site. I'm just bugging in. Is it Carlos? No, oh, it's SpaghettiCast people? Yeah, it's Ben from SpaghettiCast. Drathius on Twitter. I don't I don't get it, man. I don't I don't understand. Like he I loves like... Bastion though. Like he was up he says or he said to me at least a while ago, and it probably still holds true, that Bastion is the best game he's ever played in his life. And stuff like on that. What merits though? Like I guess it's just we're looking for completely. We have things. the ability to actually talk to this guy in real time and record okay. it and find out. So maybe just, have this up. weird angry conversation of old man <laughs> beer cans and be like, work time fun is better. Cat pens. It's more fun. You get feedback on how many pens you capped. Ugh. You realize how ridiculous of a statement that was. <laughs> I know I'm saying I find incredibly tedious stuff. Amazingly endearing. If it's done right. This somehow just has the recipe mixed up in a certain way that it can't even make a sci-fi story interesting to me. Like, that's so weird. Like, it's like salt in – I don't understand it. Like, it is like – I don't enjoy it at all, and everyone else does, and I I don't know. Like, I can see what they're talking about, but it doesn't, like, transcend to the next stage for me of just like, yeah, no, it has good art assets – it's mechanically thought out, and it has writing in it. I acknowledge these things. Like, and I'll even go to the point where it's like all of them kind of cohered together into like a visual design that is, you know, all on the same page. Good, good for you. However, the story at the end of the day isn't good. So who cares? Like, it's like praising a movie because the lighting is good and like all the actors can be heard like that doesn't make sense no one appraises things on mechanical levels like that past a certain point it's just like and honestly i've had technical hiccups too like it'll freeze weird and stuff on pc but i don't i i don't choose to focus on like the mechanical nitty-gritty because that stuff can be patched out that's the yeah that stuff can be fixed that's not like the meat and potatoes of the thing and I like Deadly Premonition. Like, I don't care about technical hiccups. Sure. But the heart of it is cold and distant, and I don't like it. Like, it is fundamentally not interesting. But people are saying it is, and I hate that. Like, it's like Drive 
when Drive came out and people were saying, best crime movie ever, I'm just like, you just basically shit on crime movies. That's what you did. You just pulled down your pants <laughs> all over a genre, if you're going to say that. <laughs> like, what right. are you talking about? It is like a decent other thing, but you can't say this is like, this is video game writing right here. Like, this is what we should be doing. I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't, no, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. But two million people who bought Bastion, they can't be wrong. I was one of those two million, and I vote no. But I voted yes with my dollars. Giant Bomb it. isn't uh, reviewing this, right? They better not, because, I mean, they reviewed Bastion. No, they didn't. No, they didn't review Bastion. But they that's just because they did, game of awards. they did a video series when Bastion was being made. So, like, right. they were way too close to Bastion. That's like they didn't do that for this, so I'm wondering if maybe they're distant enough, but they're not because Greg just I know and he he was on a podcast last week and stuff. Like it would still seem a little too inside. Like, are they gonna review Borderlands 2 for Vita? Like they can't do that either. Cause Dave Lang. Right? Like it's just it's getting super I don't have they ever done the like this game is already out, so we're gonna try it on this new system thing. I didn't think they ever got that in depth. They just went with like the base game stuff. Oh right, like review of later port or something. Like probably, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I like just an example of like people they know that are close to the games or in any rock band review stuff. They had to kind of put a bullet point that says, "Hey, by the way, we know Alex Navarro, like, and he works for them right now." So heads up. Yeah. But, Oh, man, I just like I know I'm going to just eat a lot of crow. Is that the term for not being on the right side of this? This one, dude, this is something you've been used to for a long time. I wouldn't I know, about but it. I feel like so weirdly incensed about this one more so than others, because it's just like, no, I I know like I know who made it. I know like I've I've played it. I've seen it. Like, I'm not just ranting at Far Cry 3 because I hate the story that I've seen in videos. I played this. I wasted, mm -hmm. like, part of my day off playing it, and it didn't do anything. Like, it just was, like, ah, 10 out of 10. What are you talking about? So, Tom Chick is right. Everyone who's calling him a troll, like, I don't, I don't have words angry enough to express how much you need to fuck off. Like, read that review. And think about what that person is saying, because he is spelling out what is wrong. With I know it. you're talking to other people right now. Yeah, but I I just want to add the thing that who reads reviews anymore? No, but I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, their own opinion. You know what? We had a only... whole discussion about this a while ago, where it's just like the best thing about the internet is that when you hate something that everyone else loves, you can just go fuck space and then whatever you hate, and there will be at least one other person who agrees. Right, like, I watched, I read that whole review because I was like, yes, 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 that is exactly what I thought. Then I started watching Total Biscuits thing, and I was like, ten minutes in, by the second time he used the word fantastic or something, I was like, nope, wrong opinion. Deleted. It's kind of funny so, how humans are like that, hey? Yeah, I just, I need You do the same thing when you like something that people don't like. You find that one guy that loves it, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's just like, who else is with me? Who's this with me, right? Right? Yeah. We're right. Everyone else is an idiot. And this is the case where there's far less of us and the people who like it really like it. But, you know, I I guess right back to, like, let's time to rain on some parades. Like, get your umbrella. I... 
Is that a is that a cloud up there? Get your umbrellas ready. That's Rainstorms coming. Coming at you. God, I I don't. I, yeah, I I am sad to report. Uh, the cra- the, the Kraz storm. Yeah, the small percentage of weirdos who really like certain things and not others. Like this is just rubbing me all the way wrong. So um, I'm going to add my two cents in quickly here before we move on maybe to something less anger-inducing for you. I still genuinely yeah. hope I love it because I don't sure. want to spend $20 have, like, for a game that I don't like. You know what? Historic disagreement. I, be good. I am probably actually just going to download this off your profile. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Go ahead. No, try it out. Like, I need someone to see it knowing how I feel about it before they just go down the path. Like I am worried about future conversations that will be had about this video game. Cause what, people are going to like it. Whatever, <laughs> um, whatever happened to people liking to hear the other side from what they think, like it's almost like it never came into video games somehow. Like right. people were, referring back to in like threads about this game like people getting pissed at twilight princess getting an 8.8 yeah and like that is most of the way there to a hundred and people were angry like it is just like this weird thing that has happened with video game criticism of appraising them as like does it work or not i think is kind of what people like there were people kind of getting really pissed at the two out of five review and basically saying, like, that should be reserved for games that are broken and don't work. Like, they crash on... Two out of five? Stuff. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a zero? Because if it's not working, so. it's not a game. You can't it's... even appraise it because it's not functional. Right. But that's a zero. So what I was saying, like, it's just like, that is such a boring criteria. Like, if it doesn't work, you, you can fix it. You can probably mod it or something. Like, no one is like, Dark Souls is terrible. Oh, because the PC version, they didn't let it do 60 frames. It's like, dude, whatever, get a mod. Like, shut up. It's great. Like, no one's getting too upset about that. About so, Dark Souls specifically? Well, I, that's just one example. Oh, like, okay. I'm just saying. No, sorry. I didn't know if you were just going for an example or if you were saying something specific with that game. No, no. I'm just th- okay. saying, like, technical issues on their own. Like, that is such a boring thing to, like, highlight as, no, this, this uh, Fallout New Vegas is no good. Because it crashes. And you're just like, okay. Unless you're like a government agency that is paid to do that for like dishwashers or something where it's like, this will blow up your house. Probably don't buy it. Then I could see it. It's like a safety issue or something. Or it's just (laughs) like, oh oh, yeah, no, we need to recall this. This is dangerous. Like it's just like. You need to recall Transistor because it's making the next generation retarded or something. No, like whatever. No, it's not even that. It's just like. Like, it hitches a little bit sometimes during combat if you queue up a bunch of actions really quickly and then go back into it. Oh, so it's but, a video game or an application. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Like, that that part doesn't bother me. It's more just, like, the writing and the kind of experience of experiencing it. Like, that doesn't hold water to me. So that's where it's like, well, this is a problem. Like, I am having problems with this and what people are saying about it because – they are praising it on these kind of surface level qualities. It's like rating a cake based on how ornate the icing design is, but under the cake, it's just terrible. Like it's just squashy and it's not cooked right. Like it's just wrong. But man, that look—that is such an ornate thing. It looks so perfect on top. It's like it doesn't matter. 
Like, it's the best music in art ever. That doesn't make it fun. Yeah. Assassin's I, Creed 2. I, I don't not, know. Like, you're not wrong. I just don't really know what more I can add to that. I know. I'm, I'm just yelling at nobody, but... Yeah, you're very angry right now. Mark my words. Can we talk about something a little bit more happy? Everyone, five, you know, five, six months from now, they're going to be given a Game of the Year awards. And they're going to be wrong. Actually, you know what? I already have a good list. Like, I already have a good idea of some of my Games of the Year, which is like, kind of insane for May. Better. And it, like, froze up on me. I had to restart that game at some point. I had to load up an old save. Which doesn't bother started? me at all. A stick of truth. Mm-hmm. There was a bug in the tutorial. Like, I wasn't able to continue playing the tutorial. Do not care at all. That game is still fantastic. I had a great time. I felt rewarded for every second I spent with it. Yep. I all right. Have, I, so, I... Anyway, what? Happier topic? Okay. Google's rumored to have bought Twitch. Fantastic. Is Are you happy about that? Do you care at all? I mean, I haven't watched a Twitch stream in a while. I, I just unsubscribed yesterday from Twitch Plays Pokemon emails because I was still on that. <laughs> Wait, is that still going? Yeah, I guess so. It went live again. Why? What? I don't know. They're still playing. They're still doing it. So, okay, well, I mean, okay, so I moved to Hitbox a while back now. Yeah, yeah. The reason being, like, the main reason is that there was a period of time there when uh, Twitch started becoming, like, the big thing. Well, it was always huge, but Twitch Plays Pokemon was a huge thing. And also when it became a PS4 thing where people that just have a console are able to push a button and stream even though they have no one watching them ever. So their servers were such garbage that I remember there was times where it would be, like, a full minute and some for, like the chat to catch up with what was going on. And that was kind of unacceptable to me. So this idea that the internet powerhouse that basically is running the internet through like probably 50 different warehouses full of computer software or hardware for servers is actually acquiring Twitch might mean that they might get their server bullshit like worked out. I'm kind of happy about that, but I know a lot of people are a little scared and pissed off because YouTube Let's Players like using Twitch as supplementary income, right? Yeah, yeah. And now that they're going to be together, there's a few things. Content ID is going to be harsher for streams. I'm kind of okay with that because I don't monetize right now anyway. So whatever. I'm not partnered even, so who gives a shit about me? Uh, okay. And also, it's one paycheck sort of thing as opposed to like... Like, I'm wondering, I think they're scared that the Twitch and YouTube thing will just be one paycheck sort of thing. Mm. And it's not going to be two different sources of income anymore. I I don't know much about that, obviously, at all. But, okay. um, like, do you think that's a big deal? Really? Wouldn't that just be a bigger paycheck, technically, if you're doing both anyway? I guess... Like, well, it's it's hypothetically a way bigger audience, but I'm just wondering if it's like if you profoundly alter Twitch, will people just leave or something? Right. And like, find like the next best thing. Sure. Like, it's not just like, oh, well, everyone will love the new thing. Like people complain about changes to YouTube like all the time. 
Like it, it, they have made some weird choices in the past little well, while. Well, the Google Plus thing was actually like a dumb thing. That was the yeah. dumbest thing they've ever done. Like it's just like we're gonna force this social network on you. It's just like no, no one wants it. No one ever wanted it. Go away. It's, it's like, like yo, you want to comment on your favorite PewDiePie video? People are gonna know your real name and address, dog. <laughs> right like how long it was hounding me just like hey this is a do you you sure you want this username or do you want to change to your real name it's like i want my username like everyone knows it's me anyway who cares and it's just like well just you know it's gonna we're gonna change it eventually like you don't you have to i oh. kind of find it funny that total biscuit when that happened was just like nope turned off comments on all his videos and just has a link like if you want to comment on this use the subreddit yeah <laughs> yeah so that is kind of weird, but yeah, just kind of using YouTube as best you can inside its weird confines. But I don't know, like in terms of revenue stuff and stuff, I, I don't really know. I am not part of that market. I don't that, that doesn't happen. Um, And it's another thing that just makes me incredibly bitter about a lot of stuff. So I'm OK with it. Do we not want to talk about that stuff? Shut him down. The gravy train is over. We've never had that discussion on air. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Should we um, just, like, leave it at that, then? No, they should regulate the internet, dude. <laughs> well, like, everyone's like, dude, stop SOPA. It's just like, sounds pretty good to me. I don't know. Okay. Being a little facetious. Um, what would SOPA do, like, for you and I, as just regular users of the internet for some entertainment or, like, some informational stuff, but mostly to play video games and talk and record it? I guess at its core, it would be annoying because it's technically the Stop Online Piracy Act is what it was. Yeah. And I want to watch Fargo, so... Okay, I mean... Shut up. Like... Guys. They kind of... Yeah, I mean... Like, I am hiding my IP already, but the FX Canada site just doesn't have it. Like, it's just like, it was shot in my city. Like, it should be available to Canadians. Right. It's not. It's not, so... TV appearance is available to people. That was shot in the city. What up, Fargo? Yeah, like, I'm not going to subscribe to a cable thing ever. Again, it's 2014. We're done. That's never going to happen. So just get get your stuff on the internet. That's how I watch Hannibal, legally, through NBC, because they're cool. So right. anyway. So you don't have a real, like, actual opinion on this whole uh, On Twitch, I don't think. I don't really care. I don't use it. Okay. I don't watch it for entertainment. Uh, I've streamed on it like a couple times a while ago. Yep. But it being part of my like homogenous thing that I guess. Yeah, that part of it I don't really care about. I guess in this kind of vague way I talked about before the show, I kind of always find it disappointing when giant acquisitions happen because it means there's one less player in the game. Essentially, sure. it's just it just absorbed. Another person got absorbed. Like it's just was YouTube ever weird. a player, though? Like I mean, kind of right. Like media. it was its own for a little while. Not as a no. I mean, before Google bought it. Oh shit. You know? Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Like I'm saying, in 2005, YouTube was like a hot up and coming website, and then but Google's see, just like the thing is, how many billions do you need? Think okay. No, the, think. See, oh. this is the thing is that I'm okay with it because when Google tries to do something on their own, they're terrible. They can't even make social media work for one of the biggest, most used sites ever yeah so like just buy what works yeah just key to success they have the money more importantly they have the infrastructure to actually make it work 
Mm-hmm. Just fucking buy the people that put in the work, pay them decently, make sure these people that actually like started these sites and made them what they are are able to still feed their families, and then the people that are wanting to leech off that system, whatever, give them a paycheck if you want, mm-hmm. I guess. But like, don't try to do your own thing if you're terrible at it, maybe. Like, trying is not always the answer, even though they tell us in school that if you try hard enough, you can accomplish anything. That's bullshit, because Google proved that they cannot do social media, and they are the most used site on the internet. Right, but I I guess in that way, I kind of want to see the big kingpins of always, like, overthrown. Like you're just, Yeah, you're, you're just rooting for the underdog sort of thing. It's a natural right. human thing, honestly. So it's like, you know, you see Google fuck up over and over, but then it's just like... They have the deepest pockets ever, so they can just buy their way out every time. Like it's just like, yeah, we really should the bet on that one. Oh well, we'll buy this cool new thing. Yeah, they're, they're like the American they're government. Both. Yeah, like it's just, it, it's impossible for them to lose at some point. So it's same way with like the Oculus Facebook thing. I'm just like, oh cool VR, this weird up and starting company. It's gonna kind of change the game. Oh, it it got purchased by that other up and starter company from like eight years ago. <laughs> Bought the company from three years ago. Like, it's just... Did you I love Dreadhall? Share it with your friends. 50 likes means you get another bonus package or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, the weird things that Facebook could do with Oculus integration. I still want it so that, like, I put on an Oculus, right? Yeah. And the way I browse Facebook on it is that I am literally walking through people's profiles. That Ooh. would be amazing. And then it's just like hey, this is the girl I knew from, like, college. Hey, bikini pictures. And then you just stand there for a while (laughs) and watch sort of thing. Zip. Yeah. (laughs) You don't even need to. Didn't you see that, like, invention or whatever that's, like, basically a flashlight on, like, a thing that goes up and down for, like, (laughs) like, it's basically a robot masturbating you? Isn't that, like, I, I haven't even seen it, but I'm told THX1138 has that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a dystopic future, and it has, like, a masturbation machine. Yeah. So, oh, perfect. that with the Oculus... Sci-fi games of the 70s are finally real. You will never have to find human contact again. Because yep. you will have the best virtual reality... Ex- like, porn is going to be weird. But fantastic? Maybe. Right, so, like, I guess, you know, that makes you kind of go, all right, next up-and-coming website's going to be Pornhub. They're going to become the next big player. They already are. They're huge. I know, they're huge, but it's, like, at the time where they become huge enough and popular enough to where it's just like, yeah, uh, Google bought that under subsidiary. I mean, they don't want to (laughs) directly affiliate themselves, but it became one of the top five websites. I mean, we got to get in on it. Pornhub actually bought YouTube. (laughs) from Google. That would be fantastic! Like, I want it to go the other way. I want to see, like, a weird shift in power. And if if porn is the answer, I'll take it at this point. Everyone else is selling out. Don't sell out Pornhub. Especially if you think about it, like, Pornhub, like, Google, I'm sure, has the best lawyers money can buy. I bet Pornhub has the shadiest lawyers money can buy, so they will still probably win. Against copyright claims. <laughs> I guess we can hope. Um, okay, but sorry, I wanted to kind of like Twitch back on that for a little bit. How many viewers would you say Twitch Plays Pokemon had at its like peak? Uh, if I remember correctly, oh shit. 
90 to 100,000. Okay, now was the thing that was taxing the server so much all the chat stuff? Or was it just how many people the were The chat servers in? are a different server, I believe. But um, okay. the chat servers are terrible, and they have always been terrible. Okay. To the point where like, when League of Legends would do a tournament or something, like an esports thing would be going on on Twitch, other streamers just basically didn't have ta- chat, period. Like, mm. it would just suck up all of the power, basically. Okay. Now, it, sorry, it's just kind of weird to me because like, I watched this feature film from 2008 called Untraceable. Okay, yeah. And in that film, this dude has like a 25 million people tuning into his stream. There's still totally live chat happening. And it was 2008. Like, that was impossible, right? That could never have happened. Yeah, probably. Like, that would have crashed the site and thus saved lives because of the conceit of this movie. Have you seen this movie? No, I haven't. Okay, you've seen Fear.com, though. I own right? it. Yeah, I love it. I've never seen Fear.com, so it's I'm just going to kind of explain what Untraceable was all about, and we'll see how the two compare, I guess. Yeah. Um, 2008, uh, Colin Hanks, this is kind of the reason I watched it, because he's in Fargo. I was like, oh, yeah, he was in this dumb serial killer movie, and it's like one in the morning, and I'm here, so Diane what's, what's, Lane. what's going on? Diane Lane, yeah, she's yeah. a cyber cop. They just call them cyber cops. Oh, good. Yeah, they're agents. They they are looking for trouble on the internet. I think Fear.com uh, was like literally FBI. So like it was. Yeah, they're FBI. Thing. They are FBI here, and it's in Portland, Oregon, which was oh, kind of weird okay. to see that city as like the central city. But yeah, anyway, so they find this website called KillWithMe.com, and on this website, there <laughs> is like just a video camera of like a torture su- subject uh the first one is a kitten so it's kind of messed up dude that's not cool uh then it's you know some people uh and yeah they the whole conceit is the more people that tune in the the more horrible things happen to the person on the camera the first guy yep. he's got like a couple little cuts yep. but the more people that tune in the more anticoagulant goes into his bloodstream Yep. So he bleeds out slowly. You are explaining fear.com. Really? It's like the same gags, too? I like don't, the same no, I don't think it's the same it? gag, but it's the exact same thing. Okay, yeah. I guess second dude, the more people that tune in, the more heat lamps turn on, and it like cooks him alive. Okay. And the third is a, a tank that fills with acid. The more people that tune in, like the more percentage like the acid goes up. And then the final so one is it's, like a, um, a saw. saw or something. It's yeah, it's it's super torture, tortury. Um, they kind of try to make it about like net neutrality and like the insatiable appetites of the internet and how creepy people are. Like it it ends on such an amazing note of just like the chat. It just zooms in on the chat and what the people are saying. It's like, man, that guy was genius. So, hey, can is there a way to download this? End of movie. Ooh. <laughs> you killed him. You in the theater. You and the seven million others. Like, it's just so weird. Like, it's like, huh. the movie might as well just point at you, and then the movie ends. And, like, laugh at you or something. Yeah, it's like, you're the problem. You <laughs> and your for violence. And it's just like, yeah, but I didn't make the weird acid murder movie so i don't like what like it, it's a little weird but yeah honestly the thing that struck me is like that could never happen was the 25 million people tune in and nothing goes wrong with the website 
Because if the website crashes, it's like, oh, I guess all the stuff turns off because no one's tuning in now. I guess you're free to go. Like, it would just, you know, that's what would really happen. But in this conceit, magic internet exists in Portland, like, everywhere. And you can set up your own little torture dungeon. Um, yeah, untraceable. So fear.com, what happens? Uh, I think the core conceit of it was that, like, a bunch of dead bodies keep coming in. And the thing they have in common is that they went to fear.com. Okay. Or something. And then, like, it's uh, one of these mystery things, like, what's going on sort of thing. I'm trying to so remember. Is the killer, like, stealing their identities from the website or knows where they live because of the website? Yeah, I'm just trying to remember because this movie came out, I think, way ten, before Untraceable. It was 10 like years ago, at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, you're right. It would have probably been 2002 because I would have been in, like, grade 10 because I moved schools. <laughs> Was this the last time you saw it? Am I asking you to fish up memories from that long ago? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember, but... um. Wait, so, agents investigating murder website. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Untraceable. I also Untraceable. watched World War Z. Okay. Wait. The first time ever? Yeah, I've never oh, seen it. Okay, because I remember I saw it at work, and okay. then we talked about it on the podcast, and I think I kind of convinced you to maybe try it out, because you were on the fence. Right, like, I was kind of, like, convinced it would be a box office disaster, and it wasn't going to be good, because there was <laughs> yeah. shoots and all that stuff, and then it actually did really well, I didn't really realize that, but uh, also, yeah, it, it's okay, it was entertaining, it, it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's PG-13, which was kind of, like... Yep, it hurt strange it Strange to see, like, a zombie movie where, like, a person is getting attacked and, like, bitten and there's no spray out of any kind. It kind like, of hurt it, honestly, I think. Because they didn't go far enough with some stuff that I... Th- and then too far with dumb stuff, like the plane thing. Yeah. It's really plane. dumb. It's really dumb. All the zombies get sucked out and the plane crashes and Brad Pitt's fine spoilers i guess but yeah well, we that, said that in the episode when i was talking about it so extra warning about the spoilers uh brad pitt is immortal he cannot be hurt hard Dude, hurt by he it, is honestly. and not only that he saves humanity he like, does it was like all right like as, as the final kind of act was starting is like do you think brad pitt's gonna like save the human race is that actually what's gonna happen it's like yeah that's exactly what happens that's exactly what happens his yep. courage saves not only his family, but everyone. In the world. Every In a kind of person. creative way. I was kind of sure. okay with the solution. Uh, but also just, like, it had a nice, frantic, like, manic quality. Like, it was just, like, constant running around and craziness happening for the good chunks. The trotting is great. I really like that. Sure. Like, and it seemed like not just, you know, hey, we can afford to go to all these locations. It was like, no, he's on the trail of suspect, like, patient zero, not suspect zero. That's a different movie. Well, same thing, kind of. Yeah. In a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, for a PG-13 zombie thing, like, it was it was fast and ridiculous, and they kind of used zombies in a different way. Like, the whole zombie, like, the ants kind of thing that they try to establish in your mind in the opening credits with bugs there's just footage of bugs to just be kind of like it's kind of like that you're just like okay i guess so yeah um and yeah th- there was a bunch of kind of crazy things that went down and people died and 
CG happened, but it looked pretty good. Sure. Korea was kind of cool too. There was kind of like some stealth stuff. Yep. It's like we got to ride these bicycles. Like I I'm pretty sure this is kind of what I was saying in when I was talking about it. That movie feels like a bunch of different movies put together. Yeah, and a couple of them are pretty inventive takes on some stuff and yep. it was okay. And yeah, yeah. just fast-paced chase movie with zombies. Well, you had the like bombastic like zombies are attacking, you have to get out of the city thing. Then you have the one where, like, you're kind of trying to fight them. Then you have to be, like, a stealth ops type thing. And then, like, sure, a sure. medical mystery sort of thing. Crashing in an airplane sort of it's thing. It's like Call of Duty campaign, but with zombies. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really weird. Like, just crazy set pieces happen to your guy who is Brad Pitt in this one. Yeah. And, yeah. And, like, I mean... It's happened many times, but, like, this, the world descending into chaos as the zombie outbreak, like, starts. It's kind of fun to watch still. Like, I still like seeing that happen. Like, that, there was some good, like, zero to a hundred crazy in this movie of just, like, yeah, we're just going to work, I don't know, whatever. Oh, God! And then it's just, everything's bad. and There's fires everywhere, and people are falling off things, and it's just like, oh, no! Let's go to the grocery store! Oh, no! This is the worst decision ever! Oh, no! And, yeah. There's a lot of and running and screaming and stuff. I think that's the official review for the site, Oonoo. by the way. Yeah. Is uh, it's a World War Z oh no out of five, which is pretty good. That's a good score. That's I a thought. pretty good score. It's a solid. It was better than I thought it would be for sure. It's a solid it was... maybe three point five or four out of five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depending it's on your day. It it does its it does its thing. Like I'd say, <clears throat> I. I don't know why, like, the I Am Legend is what I'm thinking of, but it was better than that. I Am Legend was not very good, though. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still, like, the one man trying to figure out, like, the virus that ended humanity effectively. Mm. But very different. Like, just traveling all around, there's always people. So, yeah, it's a terrible comparison. It's better than that movie, though. I, there you go. I can't argue. Yeah, so, it's better than this other thing that's totally different. How excited you know, are you... Than- of endearment what what how excited are you for dota 2's the international four i already got my ticket oh no they sold out actually i was uh did they actually they probably did like right away i thought they i thought they did i'm sure they did how excited are you that north american rejects won the qualifying match for the americas uh really excited i can't how disappointed are you that Zephyr lost the Southeast Asia qualifiers. Oh, dude, that sucks. I, I've been there totally in like the rock, paper, scissors championship. I, I failed. Yeah. South I mean, Asia. it was kind of, it was kind of going to happen because Zephyr is not very good, even though Purge is like one of the Dota YouTube personalities. They're yeah, just, yeah. They're, they're not worldwide champion level like oh, at okay. all. Sorry. Are these like popular YouTuber guys who are trying to take a crack at it or what uh, specifically one of them? Oh, but, okay. like, he's part of the team with, like, his friends and, like, people or whatever, but... Sorry, I'm going to stop being facetious about my Dota knowledge and just actually ask you questions. They, like, uh, not... they moved to Korea because the Korean scene is very, very young and, like, not good. So they're, okay. they're quite decent, like, in Korea. That crowd? But, but, like, when you go worldwide and you're no longer, like, playing for qualifiers in Korea, you're playing for, like, the whole Southeast Asian thing like yeah. you're probably not gonna win 
Oh, wait, were they, like, broadcasting these qualifying matches or something? Because someone was yeah, complaining yeah. about super long Chinese Dota matches. Oh, dude, Chin- Chinese Dota is painful to watch. Those matches can last so long. <laughs> like, if you thought an hour That's, was long, what is get strapped in for... Doing hmm? That makes it take forever. Like, this just seems so weird that a specific play style can totally, like, re- rearrange... They, uh, turtle a lot. Okay. And okay, so like when you're playing a game of Dota, uh, the standard kind of thing is that you do the laning phase or whatever. Then when you you get a little bit more powerful, you start trying to push and doing like team battles. And then eventually you'll push all the way to their base and then you'll just kind of like take them out sort of thing. Right. Like very if you want to be very derivative, that's the basic flow. Okay. Chinese Dota is basically we're going to like lane for like three hours until our characters are so powerful that like we will be completely equal on all terms fighting group fights and then like it's down to who messes up a little bit because they will lose so so war of attrition just like if you thought a 40 minute match was long these matches can take two to three times that (laughs) right like the one that I was seeing like whining about was two hours Mm -hmm. I was just like Weird, okay. Two hours isn't even bad for that type for of... For Chinese Dota. Yeah, I mean, it's still on the higher end, but yeah, I don't know. I'm a little weirded out. Orange Esports didn't make it, but that's okay. MVP Phoenix made it, so that's kind of cool, I guess. We'll see. Do you actually have, like, favorites that you're hoping for? Or? Well, yeah, but my favorites are, like, the ones that are invited. Like, they don't have to qualify. It's like, you guys are so good. You're just, like, do you want to come? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> so. How, like, how much is the prize this year? I honestly don't know. I don't think it's calculated yet because they're still selling, like, compendiums and getting the prize pool, maybe. Okay, because oh. I was seeing, like, the number had eclipsed 6 million, like, last time okay. I was... Which I was like, what the f- what? Really? Okay. Sure. That's, that's a lot. That probably money. sounds about right. That is a lot of money if you consider that's probably about eight hundred thousand per one player. Oh, because it's a team team effort. It's a team thing. effort, and then you have like management people or whatever, like a coach or something. I wonder what the percentages are on esports contracts. Yeah, like, I have no idea. Agents and shit. Like, is it that established already or? If you're talking about, like, teams from China, yes, easily. Like, you will have agents, you'll have coaches, you'll have all of that. You'll have uh, to, like, pay the people that house you, basically, while you're training. Yeah. They they are more popular than football, like here. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. But um, two of my favorite teams, the two that actually went to the last games and everything, Navi and Alliance, for different reasons. They're obviously like the 2013 champion is Alliance and then 2011 was Navi. So those two are my favorite and they just basically get open invites all the time because they're some of the best in the world. But um, like for I'm interested to see that Team Liquid is a was a runner up in the qualifiers for the Americas. And so they're going to be able to do the play in series, which when the tournament starts, they're actually going to be able to uh, do kind of like another qualifying match in Seattle and then possibly get into the actual tournament. So I'd like to see them go from nothing up because they're an American team. 
but um, they probably won't. <laughs> so like realistically, it's it's probably going to come down to like who who's the front runner Dota squad? Wasn't it Sweden or something last year? Who was it? Last year was Alliance. And where are they? From? I can't remember if they're Swedish or Swiss or Swiss. I get okay. all, I get that whole area mixed up all the time. I'm pretty sure they're Swedish, actually. Okay, so you're Europe at the very least. That okay? Yeah, because then Navi is Ukrainian. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, Alliance. They're probably how old are these dudes? Like twenty? Uh, they're younger than us. It. I can't remember where it was from, but there was a. Like say not a saying or something, but people talking about that. Like when you consider esports and stuff, yeah. If you're basically like over twenty five, you're old. In this, like you're like, too ca- slow now. You're like you're ready to retire, sort of thing. Because just it's just like physiology of human beings or something. You will not be able to keep up like your brain and like coordination and stuff with somebody who's like eighteen and been playing since they were ten. Sort of thing. <laughs> like you just That's won't be able. to. I guess. Yeah. That's weird that you can be like, if this is like your career and you turn 30, like, guess what? You're done. (laughs) Go go work at Walmart. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you have like a seven year window or something like, or how early do people get started? Like I'm 14. I'm one of the best. Like nowadays, probably like nine or 10. I would assume. But it's actually not that bad if you consider a lot of people I know here started playing hockey or something or played hockey when they were six, like literal, their parents would put their s- skates on and they would be yeah. in a little league. I was in a little league at like six. <laughs> there, yeah. there you go. So the right. thing is that these people just kept going. So even nine might be old. I don't it's know. just weird that the thing that I didn't want to, you know, like, I don't want to do sports anymore. I want to sit at home and play video games. Then that became a league. <laughs> like yeah. what the fuck is happening? I hate it so I know. Much. Okay. Okay, actually, wait. Yeah. Like, as long as the next generation is like, oh, yeah, professional movie watching. This guy watched 14 movies in one go. He's the world champion. Like, as long as that never, ever, ever happens, You'll I will still fine. have a hobby I can go to and be like, this is just for fun. There's no competitive level that I could have been a part of if no I was born 20 movie. years later. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's just like, look at his attention span. It's amazing. He's watched 37 films in a row. I'm just trying to think for of, like, for our generation of gaming and stuff. Yeah. If there was an eSport that is, like, you could actually train to do this or something when we were, quote-unquote, in our prime, if you consider probably, like, 16 to 25, let's just say, as an arbitrary number, mm-hmm. to be, like, the prime for your career, right. what would it have been? Uh, 16? Well, whatever. At like, the very, at, you'd at, be in, rookie level sixteen. Although I'm trying to think. Okay, so like I'm 11 years old. StarCraft One comes out, and that did become a big popular game. But did it become one right away? Uh, I think it was already in like Korea or something, or it became huge in Korea. It was that's very what I'm close. saying. Like it came out in '98, but was it like oh, it actually really caught on in 2004 or something? Like was it later or? This is something I could probably look up as we keep talking, but... Even then, whatever. Like, I was 17 then, so I could have been way into StarCraft, except I didn't enjoy playing. Dude, I was way into StarCraft. I would play, like, four hours of that every night after school. 
Do you think you could have hung in the competitive ranks? Absolutely not. There isn't oh. a fucking chance. Because I used to watch competitive, like, StarCraft, the old StarCraft matches. I haven't seen StarCraft 2 matches, really. Okay. And it's insane how, like, good... It's ins- it's a weird thing to even say, but it's insane how good you can actually be at a video game that's like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it is... That's why I do consider games, like, some games can be esports. Because there is such a level of proficiency that you can reach that when you're all at that point, it is just basically mind games and just kind of, like, seeing who's going to be able to hold out the longest or, like, not mess up as much as the other guys sort of thing where you're kind of back and forth. And it's actually exhilarating if you're into the game. I think the Mm -hmm. problem, if we're talking about you specifically, is that there is no esports game that you have latched onto at all ever. Yeah, like even like I don't want to watch people play Counter Strike really well. That just sounds boring. Like right. seeing seeing speed runs of like games I really like and I'm familiar with is kind of cool, but that's not really a competitive. I guess it sort of there is. There are speed run races. The best time in the world. I do kind of like racing games, like racing, not racing games, but I mean racing video games, <laughs> like trying to finish them as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. I. Like, I've only ever done it as a fun thing. Like, me and a friend raced Ocarina and Super Mario Brothers 3. And those were fun times. Dude, like, people just like, still do that all the time. Yeah, like, it's just like, I feel like I know this game really well. Let's prove it on the battlefield. Until you, <laughs> like, yeah, but until you, like, find the speedrunner of that game that beats it in one minute and you spend 30 minutes, right? Sure, but I'm not going for, like, records. I'm just trying to have fun. Like... When I saw there were Mario 64 exploits that let you beat it in, like, 12 minutes or whatever, I was like, okay. And it took me, like, 40 minutes. But mm-hmm. I still was like, that's so weird! This game that you have to collect, like, 120 stars and takes hours and hours. You can you can see the credits roll in way less than that. That's Yeah, cool. isn't the big, like, hurdle for that basically that, like, that door with the bunny? Like, if you get through that, you're good. Because yeah, you need to, like, whole other area. Through... Exactly. You yeah. need to glitch through a door, fight Bowser, then glitch through another door, jump up the stairs backwards, and then go fight Bowser. So you need to get really good at, like, two stages. Do you want to know but, a little bit about the history of esports? Oh, actually, I guess you need to get a handful of stars first to unlock some stuff, but you I can beat it. I think you need at least like, 17. Actually, yeah. one, of, one of our listeners, uh, Gamer, Trevor... He's into that whole scene, like for that game specifically, so he'd be able to say all of that. Okay. But um It might be as low as sixteen or somewhere around there. But anyway, sorry, what were you saying? A little history of esports. Just because mm-hmm. like I read this one line and it's kind of astounding to me how far it's come. So it actually the earliest known like competition video game competition sort of thing was held on October 19th, 1972 at Stanford University for the game Space War. And the grand prize was a year's subscription for Rolling Stone. Nice. That's a prize. Amazing, right? Isn't that crazy? Like 60 bucks or whatever. What could that have been? Like maybe 60, I guess. But it's but, also the prestige. Like, whoever that guy is, the yeah. champion of Space War, he's, like, the first video game hero. Right. Or the worst, <laughs> like, avenue for gaming. 
Like, you know, like I'm kind of like in this thing where I like that Billy Mitchell and like Steve Wiebe and those guys are kind of doing high score challenges on these weird games. That's a different games. thing, though, than esports. Really? I like that thing more, though. Okay. <laughs> like, I that that I understand more than... No, he's just the best at playing this this game. And you're just like, okay. Like, I mean, it is still... I'm the best at playing this game, but it is single-player games, I guess. Competition games. Right. I don't... I don't... I Multiplayer. I don't get it. I don't like it. Hmm. I, I did for, like, a while, and then I moved on to more serious business. Like what? Transistor. Yeah. <laughs> real bring games. It back. That's what we call a callback in the industry. Yeah, real video games like Transistor. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Whatever. It's a video game. It's just I don't like it. That's fine. Well, I wasn't going to... I wasn't yeah. going to try to like have an argument, is it a game or not, because it obviously... No, it much obviously is. is, but that doesn't... That's not... Yeah, whatever. Ugh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Movies? Okay. Movies. Yeah. Identity. So good. Okay. So good. I just had to bring it up on the show and mention that Identity starring John Cusack, directed by James Mangold, is a really fine film. People should watch it. Yeah, it's not bad, actually, from what I remember of it. I haven't seen it in a long time now, though. That might be a good thing. I mean, it yeah. is a twist ending movie. Well, I know but... the twist ending, but... Right, but it's, I still... Unlike Usual Suspects, I still like watching it play out. Or unlike any Shyamalan movie? Maybe? Sure, where it's just like, oh, if you know what's happening, like just turn it off. Like This is this is a waste of your time. Well, except maybe The Village. That one was actually kind of okay. Water was their weakness the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. Not that it really... Like that was a big payoff. Exactly. There's still some creepy scenes throughout that movie. That found footage or whatever, like the news broadcast. Yeah, so good. Oh my god. That was the most chilling moment in that whole movie. Like it was just like that was what I was thinking about that night when I was like, <laughs> yeah. 15, I it's, guess. it's actually like... it's still embedded in my memory. Everything else, like I forgot that Joaquin Phoenix was even in that movie because who yeah. cares? But that minute, holy shit, that was good. Um. Yep. You know what else? Yep. Maximum Overdrive. Okay. Um, Which you have like some sort of specific story was... about this movie. Okay, so one of my brothers, like my younger brothers, is um, autistic. I like I think he's been diagnosed. Okay. And one of the traits for autistic people is that when they get into something, they get full fledged into it, right? Yeah, like just to be completely derivative again and not get into specifics. Um, derivative? What? Like just to be completely just like general about yeah, it. Yeah, not, just not not pointing out anything. Like, yeah. hey, wait a mile pony. Like, like flippant, maybe. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was really into Stephen King, like movies specifically for a good okay two years. So. This was before DVDs were a thing, but I remember, like, we would go VHS shopping, like, tape shopping or whatever at the Blockbuster or whatever, in the bins, the bin shopping sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, like, he would come home with, uh, obviously, the big ones, you would have your carries in there. Um, I'm just trying to think of Cujo, 
was a huge one that he loved for a while. I've heard Fox. it's okay. I've been thinking about it, but thinner. What about <clears throat> thinner? No, never thinner because that came after I think that year or two. Okay, okay, or whatever. Um, Cujo. I'm just trying to think of some other Stephen King ones specifically that relate to this. I mean, I can think of Stephen King movies. Well, like but Dead Zone or Dead Zone wasn't one. No. Okay. Uh, like maybe we're getting years. What? The Golden Years? No, not the Golden Years, but, uh, holy shit. Obviously, The Shining. Cat's Eye? Cat's Eye, no. Creep but, Show? Uh, I bought Creep Show because I like Creep Show's good. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Pet, I mean, Pet Cemetery so, was another one. Salem's Lot. Okay, and, yeah. And some of the, like, lesser known ones, like, um, that one with, uh, Car- not Carrie. What's the car? Christine. Christine, yeah, John yeah. Carpenter, yeah. like basically a PG movie, but they just threw tons of cursing in it for no reason, just yeah. to like up it. That yeah, was yeah, one of the ones that he really liked. Like, he was the type of person that like I don't, I'm into Stephen King stuff. If it says like a book by Stephen King or whatever on the front, I'm buying this tape. I don't care if it's the one people know or not. Oh, so Pet Cemetery and stuff. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's the one that was in the bin because people aren't just going to like have the last rung on the ladder or whatever. <laughs> like, right. Some weird short story turned into a movie on a VHS tape. Right. But, um, but, OK, so Christine living vehicles, Christine so, and maximum overdrive living vehicles. That's the kind of conceit yeah. of those stories. And maximum overdrive is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's really dumb. But. It totally got the job done for what I was looking for, which was just dumb thing to turn on while I com- like compressed some audio. Oh, but yeah, okay. And I've never seen it before. Like it's kind of weird how that movie opens with like this kind of really general thing of just like, okay, so there's this space dust from this comet, and it makes all machines come alive for the next like eight days or whatever. And you're just like, okay. And then, like, in the opening minutes, like, a bridge rebels and just opens with no one turning it on. And, like, it's dumping cars everywhere. And, like, a like the first scene in the movie is Stephen King using an ATM. And it calls him an asshole. And that's the joke, I guess. And there's a sign that says, fuck you. Like, that's it just says that to people at the bank. Which, why would the sign say that? That's mean. That is but mean. It's rude. It just Then it just kind of narrows its focus down to a truck stop. And it seems like the only thing that happened there was, like, a knife and the trucks. Like, and a machine gun. (laughs) Like, those are the machines that are now sentient. And the cars people are driving are totally fine. The guns they are using are totally fine. It's just, there's, like, these antagonistic trucks that demand they fill them up with gas and kind of just drive around for no reason. And, yeah, it's totally a pointless movie. For the mo- yeah, and it ends on such a dumb note. Like it's just like, and then they escaped in a boat, and like two days later, uh, a, a UFO was blown up by a Russian satellite. There you go. It's just end of the movie. Like it's a more text appears and just says everything turned out fine, and that's it. And ACDC, they're they're there. They play music like Hell the yeah, whole time. They are. And there's like a van that says ACDC on it and it gets wrecked in the opening scene. And Emilio Estevez being young. Yep, he's totally there and he's he's young. 
Yeah. And Pat Pat Hingle has a rocket launcher. And he blows I don't up. even I don't even remember that. Okay. They blow up so many trucks with a rocket launcher that just has like all the missiles they need. And I don't know why they had it, but yeah. That sounds about right. Yep. Yeah, I was entertained. It was fine, but I guess yeah, it's it's pretty dopey. It's a pretty dopey movie. Yardley Smith's in it. Lisa Simpson. She like screams a lot. You know what else is pretty dopey? What? I don't really know where I was going with that. I apologize. Oh, okay. I've um Cujo. <laughs> yeah, like I guess every Crazy other Stephen dogs. King yeah. film ever, basically. Yeah, fair enough. They all have kind of dumb stuff, but stuff that you can like as well in there. So there's that. So well, yeah. I don't know, I'm man. I'm just like, thinking back on being like the bitterest person ever. I think mm-hmm. I'm just coming to this point where I'm like, okay, I'm never going to be in the game industry. I'm just going to throw bottles at it. Like, just... That, yeah. That's not a good attitude to have. <laughs> well, whatever. Like, it's... Okay, sorry. That's not a healthy mindset to have. <laughs> what do you Let's mean? Go... I'm like, not going to be part of this in- thing, so I'm going to hate it, basically. Well, they got their little insiders club, and we have, have our little place. insiders club. We do, so we'll we'll camp out near the near the place <laughs> and be angry at it. Are I don't we, know. Are we gonna vent? Is it vent time right now? Well, I don't know, like how to really say it. Of just like I know what you're gonna say. What that you're sick of people getting comeuppance for doing nothing but playing video games. Or making crappy video games. Kind of, yeah, I guess both of those <laughs> things are factors. No, that's not like really what I was thinking. I, okay. I guess it's more just like pretty specific of kind of the giant bomb bitterness of the last year. Of okay, just like see, I was actually going to bring this up over. that Vinny Caravella from GiantBomb.com is actually leaving California and going with Alex Navarro to the Big Apple to form BetterGiantBomb.com? Well, Giant Bomb East. Like, yeah. Yeah, it'll be another office, I guess. But, I mean, it's just kind of the, been this, like, slow-ticking thing of just kind of like, no, the good times are over. Like, it's over. Like, the thing I loved when I was a teenager growing up, caring about people talking about video games... Like it's it's done. It's broken. Okay. Let's let's make a quick timeline. Like a word timeline, if you will, right now. Okay. So Jeff Gersman gets fired from GameStop. GameStop. That's that's like two thousand seven. <laughs> I was way into all the stuff they were doing in like two thousand three. No, we this is a timeline. Okay, okay. So two thousand seven He forms arrow what is it, pointing down? It was arrow pointing down was Podcast. the block. And Long. they yep. yeah, Ryan and Jeff podcasted for a while in early 2008 leading up to the creation of giant bomb giant bomb is created mass exodus from GameSpot of some of their favorite personalities sure a handful of people join and kind of key personnel i guess you could say yep and um yeah moved into a basement yes those that was some of the best times i yes i really like those times the quick looks are born through that. 
because they didn't want to do a review or something like that, and they didn't really well, know what like to they do, so they played the game. Video editing time, so right. that was an easy way to kind of create content for a game quickly for maximum games with a small team, yeah. Right. So then let's just move a little faster here. They move into that big, weird warehouse complex thing with Tested and Comic Vine, the Whiskey Media family thing. Yeah, the bigger basement the with a bi- bar. Right, the bigger basement. That's probably the better way to put it. I right. love those times, too. The brick wall and... The, yeah, screen.com is born. The funky little shitty, like, green screen setup they had. Everything about that just felt like grassroots, right? Like, this is like, you, me, some other people, we could just, like, get a basement somewhere, and we are the next giant bomb. Like, anyone could do this. And it's right. great. It's a startup. It's That's the exciting times of, like, yep. we're doing something new. We're doing something different. Right. And then CBS bought them. <laughs> yeah, CBS bought them. They are going back. Jeff Gersman describes what happened, even though everybody knew it for years, that he was blackballed, basically. Yeah, 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 because of Kane and Lynch. Testa gets acquired by Berman Braun and becomes Mythbuster version 2.1 or something. <laughs> like, just, they're the point at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, Mythbusters is this thing. Oh, and also Will and Norm. <laughs> Yeah, but. like tested featuring those guys from that TV show that's really popular, and no, also see, there's internet guys. What annoyed me when that happened is that yeah. it was tested.com, Jamie and Adams tested.com featuring Will and Norm. It's like what? <laughs> yeah, but I I know it's why like, that happens because people want to make money through advertisement on the website. That's just right. how it goes. And Jamie and Adam are bigger names, and they say these guys are cool. So. You know what? And actually. Fuck, like, I still follow their YouTube. Every time, like, Will and Adam are doing something together, I love those two guys. It's fantastic. They do great content together. Mm. So, whatever. I guess I'm fine with that. Norm can still yep. go suck an egg. Especially since <sighs> I know he doesn't like eggs. So. Oh, okay. Burn. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that Screen all happened. dies, and it's annoying. Well, Screen was quite recent, but it died, basically, because Alex goes... With Giant Bomb, basically. But didn't he... No, did he go to the new office, or did he just move home? No, during the CBS thing, like, Screen just got not acquired by either thing, and it just kind of fizzled away. Like, movie phone or whatever has it. Wasn't so, it... A, wasn't it, it was acquired, acquired by, by Berman Braun as well? I'm pretty sure know, it was, but, but they just kind of left it to die because they didn't want anything to do with it. I guess so. So... Yeah, that it was happens. acquired because Rory was like his head in some of those weird like we're just signing posters sort of video contents and talking videos. Yeah. He's just like made comments like, yeah, that was a weird meeting and stuff like that. Like when they basically said, we're going to let this die, Rory, you don't have a job anymore. <laughs> the meetings with Berman Braun were terrible or something. Jeez. OK, but um. so. Yeah, so that happened. Giant Screen, bomb was, Screen was given a death sentence, basically. They died recently, fully. Fully. And, like, I guess I just didn't think it would be to the extent it was of just like, oh, yeah, no, all those podcasts, they're gone. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Oh, no, like, oh. the internet was wiped clean of Screen.com. Yeah. It basically never existed. Right. Hop in the Wayback Machine and check out Sam Neill. That was secretly me. The right. account on there. 
<laughs> okay, so Giant Bomb is in the old office or new office, whatever you want to call it. The GameSpot office. The GameSpot office in the corner. They're still doing their thing, which is still cool, but it seems to be lacking somewhere. I'm not really sure where, but I felt like it started to lack the... Can I add a bullet yep. point to the timeline? Yep. Uh, like, at some point, Patrick joined the crew. And I'm okay. not saying that's good or bad. I'm saying it changed the tone. Okay. When it changed the focus. Uh, it's a good thing you added that because in my mind, Patrick is just part of Giant Bomb now. So I kind of forgot that he wasn't part of the basement scene. Oh, he wasn't there for forever. Right. Yeah. It's kind of a later inclusion that, like, yeah, indie games, talking to creators. From one up, right? Yeah. He, I mean, he, he's like a noted news video gamesman. Like, specifically the Call of Duty Infinity Ward story, I guess he was really big on reporting on that. Right. So, got a lot of news clout. And then he became the news guy. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, so Patrick is part of this, whatever, they're in the office. Patrick leaves the office to go back home to, like, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's cheaper to live in Chicago than in San Fran. You just got married sort of thing. He moves yeah. home to be with family because his father recently passed away. So he, for all intents and purposes, leaves Giant Bomb's office, right? He right. becomes I kind mean, of like a correspondent. Streams and stuff, but he's, yeah, he's kind of a distant correspondent for sure. Mm-hmm. And then Alex is on that coast too. So they start bombing in the AM. Right. So they basically started their own like freelancer version of Giant Bomb in the East. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. But then the big thing happened. Yeah. You know. Oh, I know. Yeah, Ryan Davis <laughs> passed away. Yep. And it just kind of... The heart of Giant Bomb? Yeah. Like, an incredibly vibrant, important component that we have brought up probably like 50 million times in the past year, but it has been so important to kind of it that fabric. I... I didn't understand how people got, like, upset when Whitney Houston died, or, like, to a certain extent, Michael Jackson, but with Michael Jackson, it's because, like, his legacy was huge, but I didn't really care that he was, like, no longer going to be there. Right, right. But I finally understood. To an album or something. Yeah, yeah. I finally understood the day that Ryan Davis had died that we found out. Sure. It's like like a weekly presence is gone now. It's just like, that's so weird. Like, this is so different than anything. I think the most terrible part about it is that there's a backlog. Like, he still somewhere on the internet exists every day if you Mm -hmm. want him to. That's terrifying (laughs) in a way. Where it's just like, oh, I can listen to what he thought about Assassin's Creed still. So, yeah, go do that. Like, I was looking at his Amplitude review today. Because it was like that Kickstarter is still happening and everything. I was like, who did review that? Oh, yeah, okay. That dude huh. gave me a pack of matches to light my cigarette at the burger place. Dicks <laughs> so, on Broadway? Dicks on Broadway. That's right. There you go. I don't. So, I mean, I feel like we've belabored kind of that event, but it has become kind of this big unraveling point for me of just like the joy of people talking about video games turned to kind of this bitter thing. Right. Of just like. Well, I'll keep doing it because I keep enjoying it, but I don't enjoy listening to it past a certain point anymore. Like, it's just like, I can't listen to this anymore. I can't, I, like, this type of content 
like incenses me more than it entertains now. Like I stopped listening to Isle Thumbs. Yep. I stopped listening to Bombing. Like I started and stopped listening to Bombing in the, the AM. Bombing in the AM I listened to a few times just based on whoever they had as a guest. Yeah. Oh, okay. So just like, hey, Jim's on this one. Jim Sterling, I'll check that out. Yeah, and uh, Total Biscuit was on one of them. Yeah. Like, there was a few guests that I was just like, okay, this is pretty cool. But then I realized that if I want to listen to Jim Sterling or Total Biscuit, they have their own content of just them for, like, hundreds of hours. So I don't need to listen to these other two. Sure. And I mean, like, I I had already stopped listening to Destructoid podcast stuff at that point. Sure. Like, I've just, yeah, I've kind of gradually just gone back in time with that stuff. Like, I I listen to old Bombcasts, and I don't think, I don't know if that's healthy or not, but in the same way, it's just like, I'm going to go back to the times when I was excited about games because this existed. So, like, I'm going to play old games now and just go back. Have a nostalgia party. And that's what's been happening. So, yeah. And then occasionally play new ones and get really mad about it. I don't know. Yeah. So, I I mean, I still listen to the Mega 64 one, actually. I I still enjoy their kind of new stuff. I, and... I won't listen to that podcast if Rocco and Sean aren't there. Oh, okay. That's been the last few weeks then. Yeah, it has been. That's why I thought I should bring it up because I haven't listened to it for a while. <laughs> so fair enough. I, I I generally still enjoy everybody. Um. So yeah, I've, I can do I've that. started to like uh, Derek a lot more than I used to. A lot more. But okay. Yeah, he basically hosted the last couple. So yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you like Eric? I, I used to find him really annoying, but then I I think he's actually kind of funny. He's got his like, thing. I don't think about him just at don't all. think about him. <laughs> okay what about kevin the laid-back like regular guy i i mean i i'm being facetious when i say this because i know who he is but who's that he's the guy that slept on the couch in that one video yeah no i know like i know who <laughs> he is but like i couldn't care less yeah and, okay and he was when in the I, San Diego tourism video on Rocco's personal channel. I thought it was pretty funny. When I say that, I realize how people feel about, like, these, what's the word for it? Like, a group project sort of thing? Like, I never understood why people were so pissed off when, like, uh, John left Game Grumps or whatever. Right. Because it was Aaron yeah, and yeah. John. But, like, when I think about it this way, I do understand where it's just, like, no, they liked these two, and then when one of them leaves, they're leaving too because, like, who's this new guy? Who cares? <laughs> right? Whereas, like, I didn't care, but, like, I'm just here for dumb talk and video game playing, so give me I whoever. guess it's weird. In, like, the history of commentating on things, I was kind of looking at MST3K again, and it's like there's that era shift, right, where there's the Joel people and the Mike people, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So it's like... I guess yeah. Who is commentating is incredibly important. Like that's the that's what you're there for. So yeah, if a commentator leaves, you, or to a more depressing too. point, maybe it's like watching Tale of Idiots and just being like, I know John. Who's these other three morons? <laughs> but oh, like saying just that's a specific thing I've been a part of. So like, I guess I could understand that. It's like, hey, John tweeted this. He's part of it. I like him. 
who's who's this other three people? Like, why aren't the other guys I know that he hangs out with in this with him? I guess yeah. I can see it now. If I there's probably that a percentage way. that that is the case. But sure, like I mean, it's Dude, like there is a huge percentage. When those videos started coming out, the comments were basically just like, "You should lose the other three and bring in Chugga and like these other guys." And we were just really? like, "All right." Oh. Fuck you, then. We're going to be more annoying. And then people started liking us more because of it. So whatever. It's funny how the internet works out. It's a fickle piece of shit. Yeah. But hey, if it all got regulated. (laughs) Speaking of regulation, you ready for some voicemails and ready to wrap up here? I guess so. Work in a couple hours. Yeah, I was trying to think of some other kind of coherent point about video game stuff yeah uh dad strength dad strength's a good podcast but it has very little to do with video games occasionally does what does it have more to do with being a well i mean personally for me like rich gallup was part of the most exciting time too in the GameSpot days he was the hotspot host yep which was the first podcast i got way into so he has a podcast again which is him and his friend of many years ben coelho talking about just kind of what they're doing and it's often video games, but it's occasionally TV shows and stuff. So I don't know. It's a nice lean podcast. It's like 25, 30 minutes long. So, well, obviously people listening to this right now are not into that type of thing. (laughs) Well, I've been kind of thinking like, is there any way we can like do a more welcoming thing that is shorter? No. And I was thinking retro kill screen, but okay. Well, I mean, I mean, for this podcast, no. For this podcast, no. But like a shorter form of point of entry for people. You know what's funny too is that like if people were wondering like what it's like us working together, sort of thing, it's this podcast basically throughout ten hours of a day. Oh, like yeah, which it's just is random bullshit. A point of. Well, and there's a common task that we need to get done, but with two people there, it's never a big deal, so. Right, but it's essentially this. So, like, if you ever wanted to know what it's like to work with both of us at the same time, congratulations. If you listen this long, you have the full experience. Just imagine, like, old computers there. Right. And yeah. angry people sometimes, and dogs. Sometimes. And dogs. <laughs> lots and lots of dogs. Oh, I need to talk to you about stuff from last week anyway yeah we'll talk about that later anyways here we go with voicemails here we go with voicemails we got a good handful of them so let's get going right now hello paul hello nathan so recently it's come to my attention that people have been chipping me and the marshmallow person together i have no idea why and uh sort of similar to how you and nathan are shipped together and how John and Charlie Connery are shipped together. It's really, really weird. It's like mm. OTP or something. I mean, I know a lot of people do that for, like, anime and stuff. And uh, I guess it makes sense because they're fictional. But I don't really get it. It's so confusing. So, Paul and old man Nathan, yeah. what are your thoughts on this whole OTP thing? And also... I've been wanting to see the new Godzilla movie, but I am scared because movie theaters are always crowded and filled with people on the weekends. So, do you recommend I see it? Because I know both of you guys probably went to see it because you guys are awesome like that. Also, I like the roar in the trailer because Godzilla is just going like, 
That's basically that exactly what it was. That was more me trying to scream, but the roar was super good. I heard it broke my friend's eardrums when he went to see it. Yep. And Marshmallow probably went to the drive-in and saw it because Marshmallow has drive-ins. They don't exist where I live. I don't know why. I would like to go to a drive-in. They sound fun. Drive-ins do sound fun. I've yeah, we used to, we had one like when I was 12 or 13, and that's when they demolished it. So ah. right when I was at the age where I understood what movies were and like, like oh I have I, like eight dollars I could oh yeah the drive-in experience but like I didn't have a vehicle yeah it's gone so yeah tough shit kid um we already like spoiled that whole movie so I'm real sorry but uh yeah I guess at the end of the day I'd say it was worth seeing on a like I said <laughs> him roaring is enough for that like price. Right, Seriously. the roar the roar is really good. It's and there's really good. <laughs> there's like another moment or two in there that were really good too. So yeah, Maybe definitely they can say there's five moments that are good. So Yeah. I, I guess there was potential for like fifty, but or I'll like take a five. million. <laughs> a million. Every frame was like oh but no, it was like a couple really good ones. Yeah, which but, is good too. Like I guess. seriously, it was really good. Also, what does OTP mean? I don't actually know. I don't know. I know the shipping phrase, which I find really weird. Like that—that that is just commonplace. Like you know, putting two characters together, shipping. It's like that sounds like no, like Amazon does shipping. Like that's not well. That doesn't sound technically, right. we do shipping as our job. Right. Like it's like that doesn't imply oh because sex. relationship, right? Yeah, uh, shipping. The, shipping, yeah. What? But yeah, I I know what I know what you mean. And uh also, I, I guess it is it is weird when it's real people and not characters. It's weirder. I don't just like, think we're shipped or whatever. Well, there's the, the Rule thirty four story. <laughs> yeah, there is that. I haven't read it still, but I, I know it exists, so I thought that was kind of what was implied. As oh. to that's what that is. I don't even know why that would have started, but oh, that was Marshall. Oh. What? What do you mean? That whole shipping thing. Oh, okay. Why the term? No. Well, I mean, yes, but specifically in our situation, I think it was a question right. somebody asked, and we just answered without thinking. Okay. Maybe. But yeah. Okay. Like I mean, I, sorry. I guess just, again, like with we, real people, is there like was there a point where it's just pre-internet where someone was drawing like Siskel and Ebert cartoons and making fun of those guys? Probably, yeah. Or like news hosts or something? Mm-hmm. Probably. It seems like a more juvenile thing, so I don't think news hosts would be on the top priority list. Okay. But maybe but... like John Travolta and Tom Cruise or something. Sure. I Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Weird famous but not we're not famous i guess that's where it gets weird <laughs> yeah we're not internet famous. internet has lowered the bar for famous and you know why we're not famous because we're too angry all the people listening to us right now don't like comment and subscribe <laughs> and share exactly yeah and it also three hours of content that's a big pill to swallow so thanks for those that do is it though but, um like i'm just thinking i mean for us it obviously isn't because this is no i know like i need commute listening and but this would fit the bill people there are people that have just said like 
a four hour podcast. Okay. And they'll like still be able to, they'll say something on Twitter, like later that day that it's like, that was at the end of the podcast. They listened to the whole thing. Right. Right. So it's just like, all right, turn on some background stuff, play some monster Hunter or whatever, you know? Right. Exactly. So yeah, I don't, three hours isn't that long. I don't think not anymore, but I guess relative to normal media, it still seems like it should be right. Like, you know, you watch a news program that's like an hour at most, right? And that's like a person talking about things that are happening. Yeah. But even then, so like much sixty less minutes is like the only thing that's an actual hour. Like news is usually like split up thirty seven minutes and or other something. shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you know, weather guy and just advertisements, kind of, yeah. Sure. Side content. But okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But uh, there you go. Welcome to the internet saying weird stuff about you. It's uh, it's just the way it's going to be from now on. Also, Everyone go see needs Godzilla. To know that. Yeah, see Godzilla. Sorry again about the... I guess either giant unlistenable part of the podcast or part where we spoiled that whole movie. I mean, if you're listening to this and you didn't listen to us spoil it, we were giddy-ish. So that should say something. We liked it. Right, right but... So many mixed emotions, but worth next, seeing. Next voicemail? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hello, Paul. Hello, Nathan. I am trying to convince people into watching One Piece, and it isn't really working. I mean, I got one friend into watching One Piece, and uh, my other friend has this mentality of One Piece being, like, I don't know, maybe around 645 episodes right now. But there's a whole bunch of them in English. I mean, I don't know. Once you watch One Piece, you don't want to stop. One Piece is one of those shows that you can watch, and you might get somewhat addicted, or you might want to see where it goes. I mean, One Piece is pretty interesting. It's not like Naruto, where Naruto does a whole, oh, this is super serious, we gotta take down this bad guy, we gotta take down the Akatsuki. And it's not like Bleach where it's just like, oh no, there's hollows in the Soul Society. Ichigo, Rukia, you gotta beat them. One Piece is just like, oh hey, Luffy's gonna be king of the pirates one day. He's got a cool crew. He's got a whole bunch of crazy people. He out on the islands as friends. So it's pretty fun. The fights are pretty good. The OST is good. No, no. Would you guys ever watch One Piece? I mean, at least watch English episodes, because there's about almost 300 of them right now, give or take. I mean, why not? It's One Piece. Because it sounds like a terrible time. Does it? Yeah. It sounds like Monkey Island or something, but Japan. I didn't like Monkey Island very much either. Not even, like, the third one with voice acting? I don't know. Okay, but, but I guess um, I don't I'm want, thinking I back to like don't like anime as much as like I'm going to be just very talking to me out directly here, but like to anybody listening or whatever. Like, yeah, I personally don't like anime as much as you. So ha- thinking I could watch 300 episodes of it is as interesting to me as I could work 30 extra hours at like my shift. Sure. Where it's just Although like, I could do that. But I could also do something I'm interested in. So I just won't do that, probably. Just straight up. As I'm saying, like, pure content consumption, like, 
you know, we were talking about South Park before the show. Well, that's like that's like her saying, like, I didn't like South Park very much or whatever. Or like, I like two episodes and I'm like, well, you should you should watch watch all of 17 seasons. Yeah, right. I guess so. But I guess I was also just kind of saying, like, you can go through a lot of show really quickly, as it turns out. Like, if you have the time, if if you're in our situation, yeah, our specific situation has like weird little gaps of time where it's like, okay, well, this this is literally fine. Like, I'm just going to go through some shows like I guess if one piece is 20 minute shows and there are 640 like that's like what three months like yeah it's not that bad it's not that bad but then at the same time I could watch like I could finish Dexter if I wanted to I have house of cards I still need to finish there's stuff I'm more interested oh no I know anime just period right not even one piece anime just period right I mean we were watching some Evangelion today but um that's like an 18 episode show or something right that's not as big a time commitment um i don't i don't know it's not so much like oh the time commitment actually at some point it's just like does this story have like a purpose or is it just here in perpetuity like i mean simpsons and south park are just going to be here as long as they are viable right there's no like ultimate purpose to those shows well they're just, they're just entertaining yeah that's yeah all they are yeah so I guess in that way, if I was like, I need a new thing for that purpose, I mean, I don't know. She's I, I'm right not about inherently... like the Naruto thing, though. Where it's just Does like... it get real tedious and serious? In well, a no, because you like you get it gets you in. Like when a new story arc starts, like a s- bunch of episodes together or whatever, the storyline starts up. You're like, yeah. I'm in, and then you don't you realize they had to like make the stretch, but like through 30 episodes or something and it's not that long of a story arc to complete so there's oh, so a lot of filler like you notice and notice all the padding yeah and you don't care after a while then you're just like why did i care about this to begin with because this cool thing happened there i'm just gonna look on youtube how this ends that was awesome i'm done yeah you watched a lot of naruto at one point right i did i think it was uh three weeks i watched 90 some episodes okay and that was your experience at the end. It was just like, man, they just drag this out. But I like, did learn that Rock Lee is the dumbest looking anime character ever drawn, but he is one of the most badass. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did see his kind of story. So when when I saw him come onto the screen, I just started laughing. I'm like, that can't be serious. Right. And then it turns out that he's a badass. And I'm like, this guy's amazing. I yeah. want to be him. <laughs> He's wearing weights the whole time. What? It's those little dumb things that I do love about anime, but there's so few and far between that I found mm-hmm. in the animes I watch that it's not worth my time to go through the bullshit to get the like three or four episodes where I find out Rock Lee is a badass. It might be, yeah, kind of this selective memory thing. Like the same way I'm experiencing Asura's Wrath right now with like, no, there are moments of incredible crazy awesome stuff but there's also moments where there's nothing really going on and it's kind of a waste of time so that's that's a weird thing but even south park like i enjoy south park Mm -hmm. there were some kind of lame episodes there's some really really shitty ones yeah like there's one where butters just goes to hawaii and hates ben affleck and it's just like okay like what is the point of this i don't there isn't one that one exactly like they just fade away they don't matter like the selective memory right you you remember randy bought a blockbuster you don't remember 
that one. So, yeah. The right. Avengers. Stan is an iPad. Anyway. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. The chances of me getting way into One Piece are really low. But, uh, you know, keep on flying that flag. Yeah, that's not to say that, like, we're saying you shouldn't like anime. If you like it that much, I am more than over the moon for you because you have unlimited hours of entertainment at your fingertips at all times. Sure. <laughs> like you will never be bored if you like anime as much as you say you do. So I'm actually happy for you that you can enjoy that. I kind of wish I could because then we could have like discussions on anime and stuff, but it's just not woven into me. I guess it's the same way that like I, you probably couldn't have a full conversation with me on Silent Hill or Resident Evil, and I could go for hours about it if I needed to. Sure, or, like, really dig deep on Dota. Like, I just, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand, so... Right. Yeah. Differences of opinions, yo. That's what makes the world go round. You know what else makes the world go round? This next voicemail. So, I'm going to say what I think about the Attack on Titan English version. Aaron Yeager sounds too much like Blue Exorcist, so I get him confused with the Blue Exorcist guy. Armin sounds super manly, which is weird because he's Armin. Mikasa sounds, <laughs> well, sounds like Mikasa, but yeah, also sounds, sounds like, a girl. like the girl from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh, wait. Nathan hasn't watched that, so it might be spoilers. Oh, my God. <gasps> Anyways. We also saw the Potato Girl. Potato Girl sounds okay when she's eating potatoes and oh, attacking random girl. people just so she can get food. I'm so hot and, for her. Uh, the gray-haired guy, whatever his name is. John? I think it's John. He sounds pretty good for the dubbed version, but I always keep getting confused with Havoc from Full Metal Alchemist. Crap, that's spoilers. Havoc for a series that's been it? out for 11 years and stuff. And uh, the uh, general guy, that guy with the beard, who yells at Aaron when he's trying to learn how to do the uh, maneuver gear, he pretty much sounds like Frankie from One Piece, and that is awesome. So I keep calling him a general Frankie. Frankie is the awesomest person on the Straw Hats ever. He's from One Piece, by the way. Yep. <gasps> One Piece is great. One Piece is great. Um, okay, I'm just so going to say one thing about that voicemail. Okay. Quickly. When you're comparing the English versions to, like, other animes i'm sorry i don't understand like what the comparison is at all well i guess it's probably the same exact voice actors in some cases right doing all the dub work but oh you're saying like there's two inside baseball yeah because then you know that guy from blue exorcist i was just like oh okay yeah it's like no i I don't know that guy sorry (laughs) at all (laughs) Also, right, I guess maybe if you can find on the IMDb stuff you know we've seen and be like, oh, it sounds exactly like okay, Asura. I actually just looked up. I Okay, so Potato Girl, her yep. her name is Sasha. Sasha okay. Fox or whatever. So I okay. looked her up who did her voice dub and I actually do know exactly what she sounds like and I'm not interested. Oh, you don't want that voice for her? It's Ashley Birch. What? Ashley Birch. Hey, Ash, what you playing? Anthony Birch's what? sister. She voices the English version of her, so I'm not interested anymore. Oh, dude, that sucks. Especially since I love her. Potato Girl is, like, the hottest person in that show. 
I don't even know why, because her character is literally like, I'm kind a of a badass, bag, but I eat all the time. Yeah. It's amazing. I Maybe I just have this weird thing where, like, I like to see girls eat. Because it just feels like they're being human. Yeah. There's been too many times where I've, like, gone on a date or something, and, like, a girl will order a salad. It's like, no, bitch. You get the, like, steak and the potatoes. Get everything and, like, shove that in your throat. <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'm not even meaning sexual. Like, eat. No, it's just, like, that's healthy. Right. That's normal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But there's always been this, like, thing, like, girls don't eat much. And maybe they don't because they have, like, smaller stomachs or something. Like, mm-hmm. physiologically, they can't eat as much, like, red meat or something. But I don't know. I just love her because she's always eating and she always wants more food. And I can I can relate. I think that's why. She's not talking about, like, the dresses. Like, or, good. Like, she's not talking not about, just... like, shoes or dresses or sales at, like, some weird girly place. She's just like, I'm like, are you going to eat that potato? I'll eat it. I'm like, yeah, I want a potato. I understand <laughs> you 100%. It's like kismet meant for each other. So you're sticking with the Japanese version then? Yeah, because, like, what are they doing, really, Ashley Birch? Yeah, I guess Tiny <laughs> Tina was put in the door and now voice actress. Uh, Thanks, Anthony. I do, I do find it funny that she says Armin sounds manly because, well, he's Armin. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and I totally know. Yeah, that is weird. That is a strange casting choice. I just looked up who does him. It's some guy named Josh Grell. Okay. Oh, wait. He's best known for his voice role of Dave in Borderlands 2. What is oh. half? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? We just unearthed some weird Borderlands 2. Hold on. Okay. Like Attack on Titan Funimation crossover. Aaron Yeager or whatever. Bryce Pe- Papenbrook. What are you known Ye- for? Yeah. Okay. So he was somebody. Rin Okumura or whatever in Blue Exorcist. That's who okay. he was. So that's why. Okay. But is he also in Borderlands 2? That's what I'm wondering See, now. That's what I'm looking for. So I'm looking for video games. Just like, wait a minute. He isn't, but he is in Shin Megami Tensei 4. Saints oh, Row good. 3, Saints Row 4, Lost Planet. You know what? We're going to just have a full podcast episode of this if we keep going. So Yeah, this is a dangerous path. But okay, voice actors are in a lot of stuff. I want to see who Mikasa too. is. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, goddamn. She, no, she's just another anime person. Like, okay. Person. She, so she is not a Borderlands. Two. So okay, it's not a conspiracy. It's just a couple people happen to have that. I love that you were just like, did we like come onto something here? Yeah, this is going to be the front page Reddit post that we bring to the world. I'm just like, wait a minute, we're blowing the lid off this. <laughs> we're blowing Anthony Birch stacked the cast. Oh of my god! Attack on Titan. Mike McFarland. To suit his whims. Mike McFarland voices. Uh, is it Jean or Jean? Kirstein or whatever in the show. Mm-hmm. Borderlands Two. <gasps> Three makes it a trend. Mr. President. Next voicemail. Hey, Paul. Hey, Nathan. I wrote a little poem to commemorate you playing Monster Hunter, Paul. So here it is. Paul, I know you will want to troll me when you play. But let's be honest, watching you will be bringing me pain all day. 
You will suck balls like no one I've watched before. In the chat, I will be giving you more shit than I've ever given Roar. Methinks Kurapeka yeah. will be the first to make you his bitch. I guarantee you, though, I will get the monster hunting itch. You will play so very bad. I finally broke you. Of that, I'm glad. I think you'll rage quit when you've had enough. A piece of advice, Kurapeko likes it rough. I hope you found this poem rather sick. If you didn't, then you can suck my dick. Whoa, calling you out. Also, my name was used as a rhyme. That's like some Janine Garofalo ending right there. <laughs> or something. Yeah, we need to put some... Like the 90s, like... <laughs> some jazzy like beat sort of thing yeah that'd be perfect were you pretty excited to hear your last name used as a rhyme and a verse yeah that's pretty good you have a good name for that actually it's a good sound oh it rhymes well i guess guess door floor bore bore. (laughs) krasnor krasbor okay (laughs) do we have more yeah like I guess there's no thank thank you I guess you should monster her on the Wii like, U. Do you think I'd be that bad at it? I have been playing video games a long time, right? And you're like stomping all over Dark Souls too. So I I don't know. Maybe it's just a really weirdly paced thing, like just something like, you have to get. I think it would be this, or maybe there changing. just is trial and error, or just a lot of knowledge you need to build up of just like sure, oh no, dude, you need to use that as like bait for this one type of monster or something. But but be downwind, or else this will happen. Like it's just like oh, I don't know that. And I guess it's like go like I've played a lot of Dota, but when I play League of Legends, I'm terrible because I don't know the characters and stuff. So like right. I guess it's conceivable that there's gonna there's gonna be a learning period for sure. So and it's gonna be steep probably and rough. It's supposed to be a pretty steep curve, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, next voicemail. Hey, Paul. Hey, Nate the Great. So I've been asking some questions on Pixel stuff lately. Most of them involve bringing destruction or suffering upon people and things you don't like. For example, what company or group would you like to see destroyed? I'm going to change things up a bit, though, this time. What companies do you want to see prosper? Now, don't overthink this. We're tying companies that provide entertainment, non-important services like electricity and food and shit. Companies I would like to see prosper are Bandai, because Gundam, Cap because Monster Hunter, Nintendo because of all those first-party characters, Shonen Jump, Marvel, and DC, so I suppose to a certain extent, Disney and Warner Brothers. I like superheroes. Fucking sue me, bitch. Sony, Valve, Square Enix, because if they prosper, they might decide to bring their fucking games to America for a change. That's about it. Oh, and Krasner, when the fuck are you going to stream again? See you on Twitter, my bitches. Well, after the YouTube acquisition, how, how uh, very relevant of a ending question about the streaming? What? Oh yeah, I guess it has been a long time, but I, I don't know. Like if you if I was streaming Transistor today, it would just be the saddest experience, right? <laughs> like I, I wouldn't inflict that on anyone else. Just like oh my oh, god, man. So oh, I'm just oh. I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah. I, while that was playing, like, I was listening, but I was Googling Potato Girl Rule 34, and <laughs> there's, okay. a whole, there's a whole... There's sub- gotta be a ton! There's so much, like, There's a whole anime. subreddit for just uh, Sasha, and it's r slash Potato Girl. 
Oh, 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 so pro tip, subreddit of the week. Well, it's not Rule 34 stuff. It's literally just anything about that character. Oh, okay. So but picture, like fan art, spicy. some cosplay stuff. Uh, it doesn't look like it, so I'm going to keep looking. But um, Okay. Wait. Monster Hunter. Potato Rule 34? Potato Rule, rule 34. 34 a potato. You could, actually. Holy I'm... shit, you totally can. Yeah, so there you go. Um, sorry, we're trying to, like, what was the core of the question? You sidetracked me real hard with that. <laughs> now I'm I feel bad. So, I'm so sorry that I sidetracked you like that. Yeah. Um, I, because I said rule 34. That's your trigger word. Yeah, it's just like, oh. oh. <laughs> right. um, uh, the company. I mean, I know there was the specific call out. Oh, yeah, company prosper, company... Oh, but I guess on Pixel stuff, there's one company that fails, but I guess I'll answer that there. Um, who's a company that you want to... See? I mean, I kind of want Nintendo to succeed, but that's just because they've been there a long time. Yeah, I also they've already had their time, really. So sure, like, like they, they almost need to be forced into a position where they have to be creative again. Yeah. So I'm okay with them kind of getting raked over the coals a little bit for a while. Suda they have 51. tons of cash reserves. I would like to see him, like, really succeed. I mean, I hope it, it like, in a good game. Like, I've, well, I've yeah. given all sorts of them tries and just never been as captivated as my earlier times with his stuff. So, right. like, it's like, you know, and that's probably because it was so different at the time. Like, it's not like Killer7 plays better than later games. It was just super weird, and I had more patience back then. But, uh, yeah, like uh, Shadows of the Damned and Lollipop Chainsaw, I didn't finish either of them. But I guess, sure, Swurry, I want him to succeed, I guess. Sure, yeah. So, there's that guy. Uh, um, did he specifically ask companies? Like people count, right? Because they if they run their company, sure. Whatever that development team is, then like that's a, that he's still part of the same group. I'm pretty sure. Um, um, I would really like to see Blizzard Entertainment succeed. I think yeah, they're they kind of breaking new ground it's... with World of Warcraft, and I really would like to see people give it more. This interesting praise. indie title, uh, Hearthstone. I'd like to see that kind of get a foothold. And oh, do I'll. Yeah, I can rant about something later, but <laughs> to do okay. Stone, but I'm trying to think if there's people. really someone. Oh, dude, actually no. Okay, there's one specific one. Yeah. Okay, we talk all the time about how YouTube is full of nonsense, and like I just I'm angrier every day about like the kind of weird content that gets foisted to the top. Yeah. There is a channel I have been a fan of for years. Yeah. That has never broken like a million hits. No one cares, it seems, and I don't get it because it's so much more inventive than, say, Smosh. No, dude, Mega 64 is doing really well, like, periodically, and they've been teaming up with bigger and bigger people. Duncan Bros. Oh, yeah, Duncan Bros is great. You're right. I actually do follow them, too, for a long time. Like, they have a new fantasy series going on right now, and it's super silly, but it's it's You know what? I saw the first uh, thing of that. Yeah. The gauntlet one, right? Yeah, he gets how, a gauntlet fused to his arm. How many more of those are there? There's only that. There's been one more this week. There was a new one. 
So, and it's basically like an Oblivion type thing. There's like a weird Oblivion gate and a monster comes out of it. They only... But they just, they do a bunch of dopey, like practical effects stuff and just like goofy sci-fi and fantasy stories and weird movie trailer spoofs and stuff. And I have, they're getting bigger though, because, uh, Aaron from Game Grums called them out on like, oh, yeah? one of the episodes saying like, people should really look at that. There's some of the best stuff on YouTube there. Yeah, team. okay. Like they they have been around for a long time and the like other than Overdrift which got a little bit of attention like a couple hundred thousand hits or whatever like 4 years ago, like it's been weird how little like Yeah, but what about Uncle Al's Pizza and Pipe Palace? There's some dumb stuff, but it's I so enjoy good. it too. Yeah, yeah, or like the Dr Pepper thing, like there's just gross things too. But uh some some of them are just like fun little short films or the deepening <laughs> The bottom just keeps dropping out in the deepening. Sun. This was kind of a thing I wanted to bring up with you, like kind of off air. Yeah. But like, how do you feel about maybe weekly, like on the podcast here, just like calling out a YouTube channel that you found and thought like, that's pretty cool. I think more people should maybe take a look at it. If I find one, but I, I'm not like on like constantly looking around for stuff okay but, uh, i am like when i come i don't i i'm on youtube at good like three hours every night oh wow okay well i I'd, I'd want to hear about cool new channels i guess so sure would you have one for this week that's on the mind well Dun- you know what duncan bros is a real good one <laughs> okay so, but um like i guess not specifically i've been trying to get into some lp like let's players Mm-hmm. I kind of hate Let's Players. That's such okay. a shitty thing to say. But they're all the same. <laughs> like, it's just a different game. But they're... Yeah. There is one dude who, like, is a kind of a true, like, Let's Player, quote-unquote. His name is Northern Lion Online. And, like, okay. I love that dude. I don't know why. I think it's because he makes, like stupid references to like he's our age i think he's actually like two years younger but he grew up in our era so he's making callbacks to like 90s jokes and like dumb cartoon stuff all the time and like limp biscuit and shit and okay i just love it i don't know why he's canadian too so yay canada yeah so he speaks our language is what you're saying kind of like he's the only let's player i actually follow like that i watch videos for i should say Okay. Because I follow PewDiePie, but that's more of a news thing where it's like, hey, PewDiePie played a game I haven't heard of before. I better look into this game because it's going to be the next big thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're saying, like, this this guy moves mountains somehow? Like, Flappy Bird? What? Yeah. I I guess if I wanted to call out one that I've been enjoying a lot lately, it was... um, Oh my fucking god. I'm trying to remember the name of the channel now and it's not they haven't uploaded recently but I've been going in their backlog. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll say Northern Line. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Duncan Bros is a great one though. That's a better yeah. one. Because Duncan Bros Northern Line, check him out on the YouTube. Northern Line has way more like people already following him than Duncan Bros, which is a travesty because Duncan Bros is great. Yeah. So, so I would say I, that one, honestly. I want them to succeed. Yeah. Oh, and um, burningbarrel.co. 
Yeah, that would be great to see that company really do well and kind of surprise everyone. I mean, I'm going to do some mad, nasty, real talk here. If, like, we got to the point where we were actually making good enough money that you and I both could quit, I would, like, be looking to do content full-time, but not, like, Let's Plays and stuff, like, actual stuff. Sure, yeah. But um, films, like Duncan Bros films. If by some reason we got, like, viral and all of a sudden we had, like, a few hundred thousand dollars or something in our account, I've always wanted to just, like, rent out a studio space and just have, like, Calvin and Vieco and Mike and stuff work out of there as well and just, like, have a weird little, like, Calgary gaming community, like, workshop or something there Hmm. where we're all doing our own thing. But, like, you know, whatever. I guess there you go. So... If you like the show, tell 27 friends, and we'll start up the coolest pyramid scheme in the world. It has to be 27, by the way, for this pyramid to work. Yeah, we need to set up a broad base for this pyramid. The pyramid's too small right now. Actually, you know what? For the amount of people that, like, listen to us, maybe tell, like, 100 of your closest friends. It's going to start small with 27. Because then, well, like, out of that 100, that's the big base. And then from there, like, I would hope at least 10 people from each of those would tell at least or would like start following if we're being even generous 10% of 100 yeah but again know. I'm not sure how big the market of oh I got a four, four hour podcast for you this guy hates video games it's like okay cool I don't I don't think it's even that I don't know how big the market is of I don't know these people why am I listening to them rag on shit I like <laughs> right that's why we got to kind of be more you know introductory and like welcoming join the conversation that kind of thing there's like, um ask us questions over here well i mean the site is like a community site now so mm-hmm. there you go Burn, burningbarrel.co Doc check it out you ready for, for the next voicemail needs. yep you know from the community members here we go so i just made a tier list of all my favorite anime like and i'm ranking them like they're fighting game characters I did it just for fun and because I like forming arguments about them. Like instead of just saying, "Oh, I know I like this this show better than this, this some other show," and to just force myself to evaluate it and come up with an argument for myself with no one else. And it gives me it helps. I like because it, it gives me a big picture list. And but it, I avoid getting bogged down in some like the smaller differences, or my how my just my in the moment mood is maybe affecting what I think is better. But so video games, I wanted to try something similar to make a video game list of, of tiered, but I'm having some trouble. I haven't been able to come up with any definite positions for anything, and I just wanted to know if you guys had any. Like, off the top of your head, thoughts about making, like, a tier list for video games. And the big thing about it, making a tier list like this for me, is, like, your measure, your measure, not just measuring execution, like, and how well you think something was done, but also, like, the ambition of it, and how much they were reaching for, that kind of stuff. Like, how well the mechanics, like, tell a story, or whatever. Hmm. That well, is a huge question. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to kind of wrap my head around the 
notion of making a tier fighting game list, but yeah, shows even. I'm trying to think of like. Well, I mean, I guess Transistor is Dan. If we're gonna kind of oh, start is that what we're doing? Just like Street Fighter, yeah. I thought Dan was good. No, but like he he's like the. I thought I thought I thought that joke was just work because isn't he like the kind of you know weak character? The joke I don't. Character? I seriously don't know. Oh, okay, sure. Someone somewhere, I think knows what I meant. Yeah. Um, shout out to that person. Yeah, shout out to the Colossus is Sagat, and uh, I guess Metal Gear Solid Three is probably Blanca. I don't, I, I don't dude, think I don't know what he's asking. I think he means no, I know. Them. Yeah, but I'm saying Sagat is high tier, right? That's why I made that comparison. Sure. In four specifically, I I don't know. I don't I don't really know how you'd even do this. Yeah. Like, what do they base those formulas on? Win-loss conditions? Like... Okay, so I'm pretty sure... Wins and losses? Metal Gear Solid, like, the series is somewhere up there, probably. Okay. That's a high-tier character. It's, like, it's fun gameplay, like, mechanically, for the most part. I'm talking about the whole series, not one specific game. Okay. It's fun. The story is ambitious in that it's batshit insane. Yeah. And it's memorable. Like, it just has some memorable stuff in it. So, I don't know. I can get behind that, yeah. Um, um, Mario. As much as I hate to say it, yeah, is probably high tier just because of, like, the pedigree it has behind it, really, and how it's been evolving to adapt to newer generations. I'm saying, like, the core platformers. We're not talking about, you know, no. Mario's missing or anything, you know. No, I know what you meant, but, like, yeah, 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 I probably agree with you. It's a higher tier, even though I wouldn't rule... It wouldn't be my pick if we... How do you feel, games. like, a lot of people really, really, really enjoy Naughty Dog stuff? Like, Naughty I really like Uncharted 2. Naughty and... Dog would be, like, mid-tier, I think. Maybe mid-lower, whereas, like... It can be workable in the right hands sort of thing if you're talking fighting game analogies, but for the most part, it should probably be avoided. Okay. Yeah. So he's like Honda. is Night Dog. Like, it has some redeeming aspects to it, like the first time you play an Uncharted game or, like, Uncharted 2 until, like, the last 20 minutes or hour or whatever that part was. Yeah. So, like, they have redeeming moments, but there's not enough there to make them quality really like just oh dude this guy showed up it's over like whoa right Right, exactly Um, man i'm trying to think of like high tier stuff i mean like far cry 2 is probably pretty high tier far cry 3 isn't actually on the list it wasn't allowed in the game they're the same Um, game so they're not at all they are the exact same game they're not at all the same game (laughs) you don't have malaria in the third one they're the exact same game dude far cry 3 is for like little tiny babies yeah, they're the same game. Actually, Blood Dragon is technically the one for tiny babies because it's even more like basic. Than yeah, Far Cry Three, but people love Blood Dragon, by the way, too. I know. I, I didn't know. mind it. I, it I read Reddit fun. all the time, and I just you what? Sorry, Reddit, man. Like it's just where I get my kind of public opinion. I'm just like, all right, I'm just gonna download that's, this. That's a terrible place to get public opinion because it's always the dumbest people. <laughs> So, right, it's just like this guy got 183 things though. So people really like Blood Dragon. What are they doing? 
Um, Blood Dragon, low tier. Uh, Do you Fallout think we... New Vegas, high tier? I was gonna say like just in if we're gonna just say like developers in general, could we say like Blizzard is high tier? Just in the, like the quality of stuff they do and how many people they're able to like pull it off with polish. Oh sure, I guess by criteria such as those. Yeah, because I'm just trying to think. Like I could say, I guess Diablo's honestly though, tier, but it's sorry. not really. One of his criteria though that he pitches maybe a thing was ambition, and I would say uh, zero. Maybe how so? Because like, they keep deriving from their earlier works, from their earlier works, and also Warhammer. Like, but like everything derives from Tolkien. If you wanted to go that far, oh, back. for fantasy stuff specifically, sure. Well, even but... like Warhammer, like it's except for Space Marines, that's just like out there. <laughs> Although honestly, like that's a pretty obvious ass idea too. What if military dudes were like in we're the future? In space, you know, with, like, Starship guns? Troopers, yeah, aliens. Like any, I just came up with a new thing. Any sci-fi like, thing ever. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not saying like originality necessarily, but it's like pretty safe territory of like we're gonna iterate on our incredibly successful multi-million dollar selling thing by making another one of those. Yeah, like honestly, it sounds like Hearthstone is the most interesting thing they've done in a long time. Just like it's unique, right? It's Magic the Gathering for babies. Oh, okay, never mind. So I mean, you just dispelled my own magic. But it, that I had thought of. But see, that's the good thing too, because I don't want to be the guy spending two hundred dollars on booster packs to get like a great deck for Magic the Gathering or something. Like I'm okay right. being the guy just playing this electronic kid version. So, so the ambition is: what if Magic was like approachable? Like, what if it was easy enough that you might have fun playing it? <laughs> oh, whoa! I don't know if anyone's ever thought of that. Certainly not Wizards of the Coast. Hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Binary domain, where does it rank? Binary domain? Yeah. Like, do you want a true answer or my answer? Your answer. God tier. Okay. It's there actually, you go. it's probably actually like lower, like low tier. <laughs> yeah. To like, premonition. if you were going to talk about those types of games, Gears of War is top tier. Binary domain is low tier because it's Gears of War, but lower. <laughs> right. But I guess, like, I would say, again, again, if your ambition to me is this weird X factor, so Deadly Premonition is right up there. It's certainly more ambitious than Resident Evil 5 or 6. I would say that Deadly Premonition, if you're looking at ambition so highly, would still be mid-tier. Because Execution is in there, too. Yeah, the ambition brings it up. Execution brings it down. Yeah, so it's it's probably, like, a high mid, I would say. Or so, made okay, made. I guess I can deal with that. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it's not for everybody. I guess if that was kind of a thing, it's like, oh no, dude, if you play this, you will win. That's not true. I would say if Resident Evil 4, even though it's not at all my favorite Resident Evil, like not even the top three spots probably, mm-hmm. that is probably top tier. I think it holds series. up really well. That like, series it's specifically, it's top yeah. tier. There you go. This is Snake There's Eater is the... top tier for Metal Gear Solid games. Yeah. I, these are just, like, yeah. What is the lowest tier game you can think of? The lowest? Yeah. Bad what Rats? Is... Bad Rats? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're just okay with that? He's like, I'm not even going to ask. I'm going to put Mario's oh. Missing on there. Su- uh, Braid and Super Meat Boy are top tier. 
Okay. Especially Super Meat Boy. What about Bastion? Um, mid. Okay. I feel I feel good with saying that's mid. Like I'm okay with that. Okay. Just oh, had to bring it back. Just I, get grouchy. I guess I played Don't Starve a little bit. That game's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I played it for a little bit, and it I seemed fine. I played it for fine. one 30-minute session. I was happy with it. Is Ready it going to pull you back? Or... <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, sure. Here we go. Okay, so the Godzilla movie that really put Godzilla on the map was King Kong versus Godzilla. And it wasn't written originally as King Kong. Originally, it was supposed to be a Frankenstein monster. So, And you can sort of tell in the movie because... King Kong gets like woken up by electricity and he sort of gets powered up by electricity. Yeah. It's sort of weird. But then in King Kong versus, uh, I mean, Godzilla versus the sea monster, Godzilla gets woken up by electricity because that movie originally was going to be King Kong in that instead of Godzilla. And then Godzilla also has like a romantic interest in this human woman because he was supposed to be King Kong. It's like, how did they not change some of the script before the, after they chose the monster? But whatever. So my question for you guys is, if you could take any main character from a video game and replace them with a main character from another video game of the same genre, but you had to everything that happened stayed the same, who would you do? What would who, who would you swap for the most hilarity? That's a fantastic question. Wait, because it has like hilarity. a nice lead in. Okay. Hmm? Most well, oh, yeah. Dirty. I mean, okay. now I'm just thinking of the Metal Gear Solid, like, cutscene theater thing. I would replace David Hayter with Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> no. <laughs> hilarious. Uh, I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm so sad. Right. Man, like, I'm trying to, th- like, do you <laughs> take something dark? I would dark? replace whatever the Dan or whatever the fuck his name is from Binary Domain into Gears of War. <laughs> That would be good. I'd enjoy that dude more, maybe. That'd be cool. Or I Big Bo. I don't like Marcus very Big Bo? They should put Big Bo in you there to... instead of Dom. You have to say his name like you're asking if it's him. Like like a little inflection. It's like Big Bo? Big Bo? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> that whole cast of characters in Gears of War instead. <laughs> Like it's just the high tier. Just like, remake Gears of War with like the assets from Binary Domain. I'd be up for that. I didn't actually enjoy the like asshats in Gears of War as much. Like it's like, oh, it's cool train. He's so silly. It's like, it's not as funny. It's not that funny. Yeah, it really isn't. Yeah, he's loud and obnoxious. It's like okay, when you could have a loud, obnoxious black man or a sexy Chinese woman. Right. I think I'm going to go for either one of those two over anything in Gears of War. Ooh. So, yeah, switch Gears of War cast out. Um, I, I'm trying to think other weird... Like, do you remember that Metal Gear Solid thing, though? Where you could, like, switch out characters? So it's just like, instead of Vamp in this scene, it is this random lady. And it's just like, oh, weird. That just I looks strange. I don't remember that, actually. Okay, no. like, it was like Substance and maybe Subsistence, I think, I never had played them, actually. Okay, 
they were pretty funny features of just like, yeah, you'd take the same cutscene and just swap out a different character model. And there's all kinds of problems of just like it would clip through their hands. Like the sword wasn't set up right for their for this different character, but it still generally worked. And the super serious tone of some of those scenes with like, you know, or even just snake with like weird camo on and stuff. But like a completely different person, like just like an old man or like just a background NPC somewhere would now be like the star of the show. That stuff was okay. But There's some I guess seriously more... fucked up Sailor Moon Rule 34. Okay. Cats like, are uh, not supposed to be doing that. I don't care if they're like cosmic beings or something. Cats? Okay. Luna? The they're cat? not anthropomorphized in any way? They're just cats? Well, like Luna was a talking cat. Oh, okay. Or whatever, but... Seeing two guys double stuff a cat is the most disgusting thing I think I've seen on this site. Are there any characters that you could switch in there that would make that funny? Any other Sailor Scout thing? Like, any okay. female human is funnier. Well, actually, you know what? It isn't funnier. You're right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, my God. Actually, there was a... There was a Flash series I really enjoyed that essentially just put Kirby in perfect dark. What? All like, right. it was... It That's was, not the it same was... genre, though. Does that count? What do you mean? He said It's like a wacky genre. character. Oh. Okay. That's why I said Binary Domain and, like, Gears of War, because it's the same genre. Right. Oh, well. Never mind, then. I would put... Titus or Titus, however you want to say his name, into any other Final Fantasy for the levels. <laughs> oh man, Final so Fantasy funny. Final Fantasy Seven. He's just like talking to Sephiroth or something on that trip, that flashback trip, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yep." Or just like they finally remake Final Fantasy Seven, but they just kind of oh, also we updated the cast, we put some uh, cool other favorites in there. Yeah. Favorites. Look who it is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have like a... Oh, wait. Okay, I'm looking... So Mass Effect's a really story-heavy game. Right. If you swapped out Shepard for... Some, Mario. Like, for Mario. No, but like yeah. action games, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess like action RPGs if you want to be that deep into the genre gating. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't become funny then. It's like it's Isaac Clark from Dead Space. Okay. So he just <laughs> he doesn't talk and he's scared. Like that doesn't that's not funny. Or like Master Chief. He also saves the universe in a sci fi action okay. shooter. You know what? Let's get rid of the genre gating because that makes okay. it way too hard. Yeah. Um, because well, we're that off the top of our heads here. Like, we didn't plan this question, so... Basically, put Trevor from Grand Theft Auto V in, like, everything. In anything? Yeah, if he was in Mass Effect, he'd just be, like, boning everybody. He's just, like, waterboarding Koopa. Yeah, just, like, cutting <laughs> where's, up. Where's the princess? <laughs> just gets frustrated with someone at some point, and they're just like, yeah, they're just dead now. He killed them in a cutscene. It was weird. That was so weird. Remember that part in five? Nope. Okay. I'm sorry, I don't. I didn't play that far. 
Oh, uh, okay. It's weird stuff happens. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There you go. Put Trevor in stuff. He's a wacky character, and he's pretty amoral. And uh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last voicemail. Here we go. Okay, so before I saw the new Godzilla movie, they put they had the original out in theaters around here, in, in Japanese. And then after I saw it, I went and watched the original, the first Gamera movie on Netflix. And so what struck me about that is, like, the original Godzilla, it's completely informed because it's made by, by the original nuclear attacks uh, bombings of Japan. Because that's, like, ten years afterward, people who made that movie lived through it. There's, like, a woman on a train who goes, like, whatever, I survived Nagasaki. I'm going to survive fucking Godzilla. But there's also, like, a grim inevitability about that whole movie. And there's, like, a scene in a hospital where everyone's injured, and they're holding up a Geiger counter to a little girl, and it's going off. And they're like, well, they just shake their heads because she's fucked. And then comparing to Gamera, where it's sort of taking it seriously, but then the military's plans is to literally try and knock Gamera onto his back so that he'll just die because he's a turtle. And then he retracts and flies away, and it's amazing. <laughs> and they eventually shoot him in a literally shoot him in a rocket to Mars. So what's your my question will be what's your favorite uh series that starts somewhere serious and just goes fucking goofy? Uh Metal Gear Solid <laughs> in some spots, I guess. There's that. It kind of got less goofy. Like, like more it, serious? Well, I don't know. Four, okay. I'm trying to think. Of it. Like, five seems to be getting all torture-heavy and, like, I guess it serious. Didn't, it didn't get goofy in uh, content. Uh, no, right. sorry. Like, in the grave nature of the content, just on how they portrayed it. Yeah, okay. Um, but I guess it would have started serious, sort of, in its earliest days. Like, Godzilla is a fine example. E- the Evil Dead series? For me? Yeah. I mean, it was trying to be sincere about it, and then it kind of just got sillier and sillier. I really like two. That was the my favorite balance of the two. I guess if but, we uh, wanted to say, like, not your favorite, the Spider-Man series. Yeah, that got fucking goofy. That got bad. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of continued. Like, it's like they didn't really readjust all the way this time so it's like already at movie two as goofy as movie three last time so what are we what do we have in store it was pretty goofy dubstep electro nightmare on elm street series yep those get pretty pretty ridiculous but like in a great way where freddy is basically a like scary clown and not just like a terrifying monster serial killer Right. Now I'm just thinking of Scream being, like, meta and getting more meta to the point where it's just, like... Scary movie, basically. Parody of itself, yeah. yeah. But it was already kind of a parody. Mm-hmm. It was... Yeah, I don't know. So just Wes Craven started all serious sure. and just got goofy. In that respect, a lot of horror movies do that, though, so... Yeah, because like when they try to do the serious horror and whether or not they succeed, they find it easier to go for like just weird comedic value, like some dark comedy and some stuff or something. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. People that make horror movies are weird. Go figure. So yeah, like Evil Dead was almost like a genre change, or at least it figured out, oh, we're better at being funny than scary. Yeah. So we'll do that. I'm trying to think if there's like a series that started as one genre and ended as like a totally different thing. Hmm. I mean, I'm trying to think like James Bond started goofy and has started like tried to get more serious lately. Yeah. It. Well, sort okay. of like, like casino. if you don't if you don't count like that and onwards, I think it might have gotten goofier because tomorrow never dies is pretty goofy. <laughs> Tomorrow Never Dies is goofy. Die Another Day has like a crystal, like a ice palace and a diamond face man and like a laser from outer space. Like it, yeah, it's it. I know, but I mean, the most recent reset right. has taken it back like to much more sort of grounded. I mean, there's still like Komodo dragons and stuff, but those are real. Right. Mm-hmm. This ice palace laser weirdness. I don't know. That was a terrible movie. Die Another Day. Yeah. Yeah. World Is Not Enough was pretty dumb, too, but not as dumb. There's a guy with a bullet in his head and a submarine. Yeah, um, that's right. Man, I I don't know. I guess I'm – like, honestly, Godzilla is one of the ones that – like, yeah, it, it started really serious and then got m- much more silly, and the silly is what I liked. Uh, I've never seen Gamera, though. Maybe I should. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Can you think of any video game examples that like started so- serious and got silly? Mario Golf used to be serious. No, I. I mean, God of War, but I don't think it ever like tried to be silly. It, the whole concept of this guy, this guy is still, is still angry. angry. <laughs> yeah, it's just like what? <laughs> Why? Like he already got revenge. Like, is he still mad about the same thing? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know. The first game was fantastic. I got a good, satisfying arc out of that. Mm Mm-hmm. And all the subsequent ones I've played, like, one time, I didn't even play Ascension. Or the, like, what on earth did they... The era when people made, like, companies made games with the thought that they can't make a sequel, possibly. So, like, we got to kind of make this a full experience and then if we get to add on later great yeah but we're gonna take our shot now like this is our chance because now it's like well we're gonna make the first third of this story in this game and then when we get greenlit for the sequel which we know we will then we'll (laughs) right or or you have another two human advent rising kind of situation situation where it's just like oh i guess we'll never be able to tell our story here's like great well this was a complete waste of everyone's time right like why why play two human ever now like i could still kind of want to because it's weird but there's never going to be wrap up to that no closure so yeah so Silicon Knights, I guess also. Yeah. Started serious, got fucking crazy. Silicon Knights is kind of the generic answer to every question in the world. So Yeah. There's that. Well, I where guess. craziness is concerned. No, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh I enjoy Godzilla comparisons as frameworks for questions. That's, that's yeah. uh yeah. I mean the King Kong thing, we didn't even really talk about that, but that makes a lot of sense. We were talking about his electric powers. 
earlier in this four hour chunk. Yeah, like so. I had no idea, honestly, that that's why it's because they weren't planning on him being King Kong, really. It's like, hey, we could put King Kong in here instead. Done. That's a way bigger name. Yeah. And I was like, there you go. Which is kind of what about this part where he gets electrocuted? It's fine. Who cares? <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a certain like, ah, who cares mentality around some of those. Like, yeah, the one I watched today, it was just like, no, no one really. It's a giant turtle and whatever. He's always been here, and then they just fight. Like, it doesn't matter. And in fact, they were supposed to do slow mo to make the fights look like big, big creatures. And the guy just, like, cranked the camera wrong so it was super fast instead. And instead of, like, reshooting it or being like, that's terrible, the director was like, oh, it looks weird. That's kind of neat. And they just kept it. So that movie has, like, fast-forwarded fight scenes, and it looks really dumb. <laughs> so there you go. Gigantic. Can you think of something going the opposite way, maybe? Started incredibly goofy and then actually figured Not even out, incredibly like, goofy, but, like... Lighthearted, maybe, would be a better term. And then they just, like, got serious at some point where they're like, no, this is... The reason I'm asking, Grand Theft Auto was silly for a long time. Yeah. And then, like, San Andreas was, like, just the clown show. Like, yo, you 90s kid that listened to rap. This is a game for you, bro. And then it's like, Grand Theft Auto 4? No, this is, like, dire. Seriously. And then 5 was a little looser. A little bit, but, but still kind of. But like, more not even really, rooted. because they introduce a whole character to kind of soften the blow. Whereas, like, that whole character is terrible, sort of thing. Like, this, he's doing some seriously <laughs> fucked up shit. Okay, so we have like our completely unhinged character, our sort of torn character, and our just other guy. <laughs> yeah, so they balanced it. Okay, yeah. in that one, whereas like four was just like, no, this is like, this is serious right now. It's pretty serious. Yeah. To the point where, yeah, if you're going on crime sprees, you feel like you're not playing right. Like, right. It's just like, this, Nico wouldn't do that. This is weird. Like, this is, <laughs> yeah. That created that weird dissonance people talk about. Um, Pokemon? <laughs> Never got serious. I'm just kidding. Okay. Oh, I'm just going to say this for the other way around or whatever. The Kill prom- zone. I don't know. Who cares? Well, it's close, close actually. From like yeah. kind of serious to goofy Call of Duty games. Because it's like, no, this is oh, like God. a reenactment of like actual stuff that happened. Like war. Completely, bro. yeah. It's like, this is the most, you know, we're, we're juggling all the different campaigns. You get to see every theater of the war. And, and like, it like, was kind of quotes. terrible and stuff. Like trench warfare and blah, blah, blah. And then at some point they're like, nah, dude, Nazi zombies, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like it just went with Modern Warfare. Even Modern Warfare was kind of like it's like Black Hawk Down or something. It's kind of kind of fucked up, mm-hmm. you know. It it got kind of out there, but then yeah, Modern Warfare Two was just like off the rails, and it just kept going. And now there's hover bikes and right. Kevin Spacey. And, Although yeah. I'm not complaining about Kevin Spacey. Okay. Not yet. We'll see. I I guess that, yeah, he's not inherently like totally out there. Like now, Kevin Spacey's in it. You know, Captain Crazy. <laughs> But Captain Crazy. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's that's the nickname I think of when I think Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. That's Just, the character's name in the new like, Call of Duty. Two K's, Captain Crazy. Yep. 
pretty sure. So, yeah, Call of Duty, fair enough. That started serious and got all the way ridiculous. Robots. Pretty and Drones much. and... Yeah, yeah, it got it got silly. Yeah. We have a quick Twitter question. Okay. Can I take this? Sure. That we'll close it out on this. Okay. This is from Mario sixty four Mario. We've got a provincial election coming up here. So on a scale of one to fuck this, how much do you guys hate politics? Um I'm kind of indifferent about politics because since I am no longer a student, I am not black, female gay like any ethnicity really Mm -hmm. like i'm a younger white male with a job and i'm not in school or like anything like that the government has very little to do with my life so (laughs) yeah i mean i was kind of remarking how weird it is that like with social media you can kind of hear from the mayor all the time like just like hey a kid's missing in town and like the mayor told you that and it's like, oh, never mind, they were found. And the mayor told you that. Like, that's just kind of strange. But um, election-wise, like, on the provincial scale, like, yeah, I don't I don't really pay too much attention. Like, I tend to vote if I remember and <laughs> go and, you know, set aside time and go do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I've voted the last couple times. But I don't know. It's more just like that's a thing you get to do as an adult. So I take the opportunity. It's not like... I read up a lot and I'm like going to debates and like, oh, I'm, I kind of like this guy, but I don't know his policies on this. It's just, I'm going to check each of their websites. The one with the most competent website that spells out things that I agree with. Right. I for them. Right. Like that's, that's, I don't really, the ones that are actually deep. like trying to it's like, show this person me has what a they're coherent about. website. So that a says they understand that my vote should count. Cause I'm a young person who would check the website. Right. And, like, yeah, there are older candidates that their websites are amazing in the wrong way of just like, yeah. this is broken. Like, this is terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. I I can't like, I mean, you sound like you you have some stuff you want to do. You, you, you don't understand modern times, though. We're going to put you out to pasture like this is over. So I'm going to vote for this other person. Um, that is a criteria. So website design important. Huge, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how yeah. we get our information in this day and age. It's not through watching the debates or anything like that. It's having a website where if, like, I want to see what your policy is, I click on one thing and I can read a very succinct and, like, just basic thing that shows what you're about. That's it. Do you think our generation is going to be the one that has to explain to their kids that there was a time where you had to go to a place to vote? And it's going to be like, oh, no, it's online. Like It's been online for years. Dude, our generation is going to be the one that has to explain to our kids that we used to write with pens and pencils. Right. Like It's like, oh, yeah, computers, those weren't commonplace. What? Like, you know how to handwrite, right? Like cursive. Yeah. Pe- kids don't anymore. They don't teach that anymore in school. Fair enough. I mean, it was kind of weird then. but It, uh... it was kind of weird then, but I use it every day of my life. I do. Yeah, fair enough. But it is kind of, yeah, skill sets that we picked up are totally worthless now. So, yeah, there's a lot of explaining that's going to have to happen. Until, like, the computers all die and they don't know how to fucking write. Mm -hmm. But I guess I just mean, like, I can submit my taxes on the computer. Why can't I vote there yet? That's weird. Right? Yeah. But I can spend money on the computer. Why can't I, like, my identity, who gives a shit? 
Yeah. Sort of thing. Like, fucking Sony lost my credit card information and, like, where I live, everything. Yeah. Why can't I push a button to say who I want in office? Like, I, maybe their concern is, like, it'll be super easy to rig the ballots and stuff, but I think that is a case of, like, oh, they think we care way more than we care. Like, I'm not going to spend yeah. time to do that. Like, that's fine. Although, whatever, there's somebody, some hacker somewhere that's like, hey, hey, I can tip the scales of power. Finally. I mean, and, yeah, yeah, but then at the same time, like, if you wanted to tip the balances now, it's like my buddy is the one counting the votes, and he says I have a million. Like, you can always cheat the system. Sure, so. or like Cartman could steal all the <laughs> votes from key states. And pile them up in a Hummer. Turd, turd sandwich and giant douche. There was that one too. Where they. Yeah. Vote or die, bitch. Vote or die. That Anyways. Yeah. Thank you for voicemails and all that stuff. It's always a great time. And if you wanted to do that, this is how you kind of could do it with some outdated information right here. Got a question or comment for the show? You can email us at podcast at pixelresponse.com or leave a voicemail using the voicemail feature on the right side of the main page. On Twitter, you can reach Nathan at Krasnor and Paul at Exposure. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash thepixelresponse and visit pixelresponse.com for more. Yep. Most of that's still true. Do you like how I did that? (laughs) Yep. It's like you gotta like pitch shift, like just turn it down. I I just realized like a, how like I should have done that where it's just like email us at podcast at burningbarrel.co. <laughs> you have sudden harsh change. Um yeah, there you go. That is uh that is a show. Questions can be asked. Uh, once again, that was uh Nathan and Paul. At We're burning the burning barrel, barrel guys. We hang out in this alley around this burning barrel. And uh, I guess, you know, party's over. Also, pour some water should on this be thing. using that site more, I think. Oh, okay, there's more stuff there to do. Yeah, so. and the, I mean, the core people that kind of, like, hang out on Twitter and talk to us and, like, argue or whatever, they have been. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, everybody should. Also, yeah, it's a robust social network, dude. Guns of Next Icarus Online. Facebook. That game where you are like pilots and like blimps and yeah. like, airships. I got sent a code for that a long time ago. I never played it. I need my crew of scurvy scalawags in the sky. Okay. So, people, come on. Message me. I got maybe a game for you. I have Enlist extra copies. Steampunk army. That's right. We already have a clan on there. I couldn't take burn as like our clan tag. You can only have four letters. Because somebody took it. And also somebody took TBB, like, for the burning barrel, but they theirs was, like, the bloody bandits or some dumb shit like that. <laughs> okay. So we had to, I had to make ours BRNB. Burn barrel? Yeah. And, like, That's the tagline okay. tag is something stupid, like, take to the skies and give them both barrels or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well done. Because, you know, barrels and guns, all that sort of bullshit. Oh, man. Anyways, guns of Icarus Online. Come on, people. Let us take to the skies. We have conquered the internet. Now, the air. We'll see you next time. 
throwing bottles. 